Albuquerque's macro aggression, Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. Wednesday afternoon, I'm Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk on AM 1600, KIVA, ABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com here on this hump day. Glad to be here with uh, you and yours here on this, uh, well, I thought it was going to be colder, um, but it didn't turn out to be colder at all. Uh, it turned out to be actually uh, pretty nice, and I'll uh, give you my little scooty update uh, as I scooted around Knob Hill yesterday, uh, up and down University, I'll give you kind of an update on what's happening up on the... Uh, the uh, restaurant land up there uh, where I guess businesses just can get told what to do, where, how to run their business. Hey, everybody, you guys can take eight hours off and uh, businesses are going to be required to pay you the exact same. Yeah. We're just going to create, you know, whatever larger businesses out of thin air. Like it, that's full on commie folks. I don't know what else to tell you. Don't forget. You can catch us on Roku TV, Amazon fire, Apple TV. Uh, check us out on Stitcher, SoundCloud and Spotify. Uh, download our apps at rockoftalk.tv and rockoftalk.com. And uh, you can, of course, subscribe for pennies a day at rockoftalk.chat. Happy uh, Thomas Jefferson Day, uh, D-Dowd Musk Hour 1. And uh, hump day fun here. A lot of people taking off tomorrow and Friday. Kind of one of those things. We are not, however. Uh, we did not abbreviate our week to 32 hours yet. And uh, it's not a sort of a pay-as-you-go type of deal, to, uh, folks. This is kind of crazy. Can you believe, I just for there, that was enough to make me totally crazy. Like, if I owned a business, had more than 500 employees, and I'm suddenly being forced by the state of California to do what they want me to do. Like I have to reduce the amount of times that they come into 32 hours, never mind the remote work, all the other stuff uh, that's already been done, but I'm forced to pay them the exact same that I was paying them before, despite the fact that they're coming into work 20% less time. Uh, just absolutely insane. insane uh, Dad, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, with the free eight hours now law going into effect, this is a three hour show. So the rest of the week, you know, like mid, mid, mid show today, I'll be taking off. And then of course I'll have Thursday oh. and Friday off, but you'll have to, of course, pay me for those shows. Right. Oh, yeah, it, yeah. Every I worker gets free eight yeah. hours. Right. <laughs> <sighs> it has been nice knowing you doubt. Uh, enjoy the rest <laughs> of your life and uh, go pound sand. Yeah. Uh, I require almost nothing. Um, but uh, I, I can tell you that, it's just one of those things that just makes anybody who's ever been involved in a private business uh, absolutely uh, numb uh, because you see that and you're like, they have no idea. National Scrabble Day. Have you ever known someone playing Scrabble? Uh, yeah, there's people who are addicted to that. Like they're addicted to bridge. Uh, make lunch count day. Uh, today was half day for a lot of people, so not a whole lot of uh, lunch counting. Uh, peach Cobbler Day. Uh, boy, love, love having a good peach cobbler. What? I can't think of the last time I actually had peach cobbler and uh, International Plant Appreciation Day. See, all you weed smokers uh, can appreciate the uh, good herb. <laughs> the ultimate plant. Yeah, the ultimate uh. plant. And, and I'm noticing, I was like, I was stopping in today, and you'll find this interesting, Dad. Well, we, got, we got a lot to get to, um, of course, but I was stopped in on people. And I'm like, I found out that the RV rental business is extremely lucrative. Hmm. Any uh, guess as to why you might find the RV rental business lucrative? Because there's no housing and people don't want to put up with the stuff at the airports. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Guess what people are doing? They're turned. They're out of their campers. They're turning them into Airbnbs. 
Interesting. Interesting. The way the world works since COVID, since COVID's begun, it says like, uh, I'm like uh, sitting here, you know, the numbers that just start flying through my brain. I'm like, uh, what's going on here? What's happening? Uh, uh, what's what's? Uh, that's interesting. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Well, I had no idea someone could even rent an RV. There it is. I'm renting an RV. I've uh, we've got four weeks. You're welcome to bring the dogs uh, up. The pals up to uh, Angel Fire will stick you in. It's solar Sweet. panels, uh, by the way. Ooh, ooh, we'll okay. Do that. It's it's low budge. You know, we're going to try and 25 gallons. That means the kids uh, turn around twice in the shower, uh, you know, one time for the entire weekend. And, uh, you know, try not to stink up the joint because uh, it's small. And that same water is also used for cooking uh, as well. But certainly going to be some fun. Hopefully you guys are already planning uh, what you want to do with uh, – you and yours and your family uh, during that time might as well get in before the inflation takes off, ladies and gentlemen. That's correct. Because in addition to the 8% inflation uh, last month, you're going to be paying 17.9% on your credit cards. If your credit sucks, um, then you'll get 0% APR, and then we're going to own you if you fail to make the payment by 1201. Have you seen these things on the credit cards? A lot to talk about uh, there as well. Dowd set up the show, including the, um, I think, the big blast that we had for today. We will probably have Rebecca Dow on a little bit later on. Uh, she had a, she posted an impressive number. We had a good long hour uh, with um, Greg Zanetti yesterday. But, you know, Rebecca Dow is uh, turning heads, uh, D. Dowd Muska, uh, because uh, she has raised a significant amount of money on her own without a machine. Uh, the McCluskey oh. machine uh-huh. literally prints election money it just you know just you know dollar after dollar pound for pound that's uh generally what uh what they do by the way david crobsey uh on this day back in 82 was arrested after police found him preparing cocaine backstage in his dressing room uh he was uh well sought after by uh, many a lesbian uh with little fire who, uh, did you know this doubt it's an interesting thing about david crosby only thing i think about I don't think teach your children well. I don't think Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. I don't think Southern Cross. I think of David Crosby fertilizing lesbians and uh, propagating, uh, you know, uh, pushing forth his demon seed into the future because he was the most desired uh, sperm bank donor um, by a number of lesbians. And they were even laughing and making a a huge joke of of it. He kind of got in on the ground floor of donating sperm to lesbians. He's kind of an entrepreneur, really, if you will. (laughs) Breaking through. I like that, Doubt. That is a (laughs) big deal. Um, Doubt, uh, set up the show for us, uh, if you would, today, sir. Uh, Yeah, a whole bunch of uh, interesting stuff. Probably we did a little bit on the budget yesterday in Santa Fe and how uh, the budget is geared for public employees, not the taxpayers of Santa Fe. Uh, There's something I really, really wanted to get to. uh, And I do uh, apologize for our subscribers today, Eddie. I don't know if you noticed, but uh, I've been dealing almost 24 hours. The the computer crashed halfway through the show yesterday. I didn't get up and running fully until about 2 o'clock this afternoon. Uh, The Daily Blast had to go out a little late, uh, maybe about... nine or 10 hours late, but it was not my fault, not my fault. Um, I want to talk about a couple of woke things regarding our national security complex. The Boy Scouts, but of course, they're not really the Boy Scouts anymore. They were down to Holloman Air Force Base, and the first picture of the press release is a girl. And Eddie, I did not know, because I don't keep track of this kind of stuff, uh, I didn't know that the Boy Scouts really weren't the Boy Scouts anymore. I guess they're called the Scouts BSA now, That's correct. Uh, and they have changed uh, their name. I yanked my kids from uh, Boy Scouts. Uh, uh, that doesn't surprise the, me at the all. The youngest and... one doesn't get to uh, compete in, or I should say, shouldn't be competing, but he doesn't get to join Boy Scouts because, in my opinion, it's a 
a very troubled, especially after their settlements and then their woke politics, uh, something that and I'm, I'm very proud of all our Eagle Scouts, um, but they, they got in uh, before this whole place got really corrupt. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I, who, who can who can blame any responsible parent for, for having that pop up on their radar? Uh, so that was an interesting example uh, of wokeness in national security. The big one, though, I want to talk about is Sandia issuing a press release about uh, an employee who's all about uh, diversity and inclusion. I guess that's kind of like her full-time job. And this phrase is is very interesting. The I'm trying to get it right here. It's beyond their standard responsibilities. This award was given to this woman for or give, given to people working for the National Labs who go beyond their standard responsibilities and embrace the whole woke agenda. Call me crazy. I want people at Sandia focused on our nuclear deterrent, especially in the current era when the nuclear deterrent is. Uh, more important, I would argue, than ever. Uh, all sorts of nonsense going on uh, with that. We also have the continuing civil guard uh, civil lawsuit by uh, Raul Torres. The Albuquerque Journal today. Who wants to be uh, your attorney general? And there was a bizarre deposition. And I'm not here to defend the the statements that were made by this fellow with the civil guard, but it does highlight the fact that Raul Torres is going after a group that has committed no crimes and did not, uh, in fact, tried to, was trying to keep the peace at the Anyate statue. So a little little bit of news there. Uh, ben Ray Lujan wants to target the oil and gas industry that provides so much of uh, New Mexico's rather small private sector economy. He's uh, hooking up with a senator from Nevada, uh, Ben Ray getting dumber and dubber, and the Voting Rights Act. Our friends at Source New Mexico, mm. once again, covering the federal congress came out here uh, came out to santa fe and had a meeting about how important it is to support i believe eddie it's called hr1 that's that whole ridiculous yeah. concocted voting rights act the whole cast of characters uh total left-wing fool tlf uh teresa leger fernandez a lonely girl melanie stansbury uh, maggie toulouse oliver uh came out to testify just the whole gaggle of uh of uh, the rogues gallery because as source new mexico noted State legislatures across the United States are undermining voting rights. And New Mexico, you really should look at as the example of who you want to emulate. Um, that's sarcasm on my part, ladies and gentlemen. So lots and lots of, of very, very good stuff. But again, apologies to our subscribers. Uh, you can subscribe to the Daily Blast. It is usually waiting for you at 4 a.m. I had Eddie, some kind of Adobe software tried to install itself oh, during yeah. the, about midway through the show. Everything involving Microsoft yep. crashed on my system. Everything. Microsoft operating systems crashing all over the place. Unbelievable. Um, that is and not I, unique I could to you. Use, I, I could use non-Microsoft applications were fine, but I do have a lot of Microsoft on this machine. Uh, I have a wonderful search program that's that uh, a British company. It's called File Locator Lite, and it's wonderful if you want to search your files, and I have about 79,000 files on every subject known to man. That worked fine. But as Steve Jobs, the great Steve Jobs said, I don't really have a problem with Microsoft. I just don't like the fact that they make really crappy third-rate products. Uh, and once again, the genius of, of Steve Jobs came through. So again, final apology. I will not grovel. Uh, final apology to everyone. The important thing is the Daily Blast did go out about 2 o'clock today. And if you're a subscriber, it's waiting in your inbox. There you go. Back after a quick break. 416, back and four, right here in the Kiva. You hear all those new advertiser ads that will be running uh, right here at the break.
exact thing and apparently when i was a little kid i used to uh just sit in the sit between my my parents in the truck and then just scream benny and the jets that was uh i guess kind of my my thing i don't know you know your parents tell you stories and you you're like what what did i do and then oh i, I i've i've known that song more than more than anything so apparently <laughs> i used to sing benny and the jets so. eddie i'm actually going through uh and i've been sure. a little remiss lately but well, the the boy has a birthday coming up. My my nephew, the mm-hmm. uh, the next, the only member of the next generation in my family, and it's uh it's one of those big ones. Eighteen coming up, and for the last couple of months, I've just been sending around emails to his grandparents and my my sister about uh, famous uh, famous stories that that he said. And your your Benny and the Jet story reminded me of one time I went to get him after his nap. My mother was a big watcher of the Weather Channel. Anybody involved in agriculture oh, yeah. is obsessed is obsessed with the weather. Yep. You, you kind of have to be because your whole product is out in the wilds, you know, and and you don't really control. There's no dome over it, and so uh, Marshall Cease. I'm sure a lot of our weather fans will know the guy from the Weather Channel, Marshall Cease. So I, w- I went in to wake him up for his nap one time, and he was standing up in the crib, and he's got his, he had his hands on the bar, and he was yelling, "Marshall Cease, Marshall Cease." <laughs> All the stories are coming back to me as the child turns do. 18. <clears throat> yeah, and uh, it's going to be a tough day for you uh, as well because, uh, you know, so many times we see that just years pass by before, like, where did the time go? And it is tough, and it is something that we all will face, which is people growing up and uh, going on their own, and they don't need you as much, but uh, yet you need them now more than ever. So stay close to your family and friends, folks. I think that that's uh, also important. By the way, on this day back in 1997, a young Tiger Woods. Yeah, this guy is about to retire. Uh, maybe permanently after this year, uh, he became the youngest golfer to win the Masters. I want to say one thing before we get to uh, this. Um, I want to review this City of Santa Fe uh, fiscal year proposal. It was in our blast. I think we should just uh, kind of cut through that. I think it's important. Like, where are we prioritizing when money is down? Oh, money is not down because we're getting all the money from the federal government. But I was remarking to somebody about Tiger Woods because people were gathered around. They're going to go watch Tiger Woods, the Masters. Where is he's at? And, and I... I literally, you know, said, and I said, I don't need to watch Tiger Woods. I don't want to watch a, a man who's a ghost of himself now so we can maybe catch a glimpse. I had my greatest Tiger Woods day when I watched Tiger win his last Masters with my kids when I was sitting in Angel Fair. And, like, my, my, my kids are asking me, why are you crying? 
just like the World Series, the last World Series I, I watched, I was there. Game seven, Yankees versus the Diamondbacks, 2001. It's never going to get any better, you know. I'd like to say that uh, Tom Brady, he better go out on top because once that's done, then that'll be the last NFL football game I ever have to watch. They just put a button on it and finish it up. So, you know, there's so much of this uh, people who are like yearning for the way things used to be or hoping that once it's over, it's over, folks. So uh, that's the way time passes. Uh, 1997, think about that. On this day, back in 1997, Tiger Woods won. I think he had a margin of victory of something like 13, 14 strokes. It was it was really amazing. And and I remember watching that and it being something that everybody for the next 12 years from 1997 to 2009, you only watched golf to watch Tiger Woods. Like anything that they threw up against him, it didn't matter. You didn't even have to know what golf was happening. And there would be people who, and you know these people. These are people who've never swung a golf club in their life, but they were watching Tiger Woods like play golf. Like that's an amazing thing. Or watching Tom Brady play football or watching Michael Jordan play basketball or watching Muhammad Ali play. You know, I, I don't know how many times I have to repeat just how incredibly important to capture something in its moment. No one's ever going to have that with LeBron James in basketball. No one's ever going to have that with uh, whatever you have. I don't even know what's in football, to be honest. It's been so long since I've watched it. So capture the moments uh, when you can. Certainly the city of Santa Fe is trying to take advantage of capturing its own moment, a budget proposal prioritizing investments to their own note, by the way, public safety, sustainability, and workforce. Having traveled yesterday, last night, and then again this morning, and I took the time, Dowd, and and, and I kind of want to, you know, the, the economists used to have something called the Big Mac Index. I don't know if you remember, like the cost of a Big Mac throughout right. the rest of the world. And you'd go and you'd look and say, oh, well, that's very expensive because everybody was buying Big Macs, right? How much is a Big Mac? Well, it's, you know, four fifty in Lincoln, Nebraska. It's uh, six fifty in, I don't know, Hawaii. It's $9.30 in Russia. You know, and you'd be like, okay, well, that's the same thing kind of, kind of going everywhere. And I was, I was going through Knob Hill on the scooter. I was literally counting the vacant storefronts. One after the other, after the other, after the other, after the other. And... I went on UNM campus, a place I used to go uh, quite a bit. Uh, I was up and down Harvard. And then, you know, I stopped and I visited with some homeless people. And I'll talk, with that. I'll talk about that a little bit later. But I think about just how left a city can go. San Francisco, Santa Fe, right? And then what you guys all decided that you wanted here in the year 2022 with your the election of the re-election of, of Mayor Tim Keller. And you got public safety, sustainability, and workforce. Folks, there is no workforce. It's a workforce that's waiting for handouts and has an entirely different culture. And they would love to adopt a 32-hour work week. When I was talking to a business owner earlier today, the first thing that she says, I cannot find people to work for my business anymore. I said, why do you work seven days a week? Because I cannot find anybody to work for me. Think about that. What's happening in those restaurants? What's happening in those small businesses? And I almost feel like I need to come up with, instead of a storefront index, um, there, I hate to, how many Asian and Mexican restaurants can Knob Hill possibly sustain? I mean, they break it out into different variations of, of Hispanic foods and different variations of Asian foods. Okay. And I'm going to say something that might at first become, might sound to you a little bit racist, but it's not. Okay. So freeze frame here at 430 here on this Wednesday afternoon. 
There are three things that are going to survive the Albuquerque apocalypse, economic apocalypse. They are Hispanic people, Mexican people, right? Hispanic, by and large. The Asian community and cockroaches, right? <laughs> okay, just just bear with me for a second here because I realize the reality is pretty harsh, okay? Most people will pick up, leave, go find some other place to go and say, I'm out of here. And largely that's what we're seeing on Knob Hill because we're seeing we're seeing Asian Americans open up every restaurant. They pop, there's a new place called Soul Bowl. I'm like, I don't even know what that is, but I'm going there. Why? Because they decided to rent up in Knob Hill and I got to go support whatever is there, right? I'm going to go support. Uh, Il Vicino was practically totally empty last night. Like totally, there was like two two seats. I'm like, when's the last time that's happened? You know, I saw the Guild. No one's going into the Guild. Best restaurant, I mean, best uh, movie theater, you know, ever, in my opinion. The places were shutting down, you know, 5, 5.30. It's like 5, 5.30, Knob Hill shutting down. You had the Pokey Pokey Bowl. So that's idea. I love that place. What a great place to go but only so much you could actually, you know, do with that. So, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm on the phone, I'm on the air. Thank you. The kids are starting to not have any boundaries. I don't know if you've run into that where I'm like literally in the middle of my work. Um, and so as we're evaluating this doubt and we see what Santa Fe and what comes from the left and public safety sustainment, there's no cops because there's nothing there to protect. <laughs> Good point. Sustainability. Well, there's no need for sustainability because there's no cars that are actually on the road there. I, I scooted by Tractor Brewery, nothing there. It was like four customers. Like this sad. I realized it was blowing, it was windy, and again, no workforce. Your, your city leaders, your elected officials, your city councilors, your people who are supposedly leading the charge to go ahead and reinvigorate the economy know nothing about the local economy. The businesses that continue to elect them, that donate to them, think that they're going to get a leg up, but they're doing anything but. We're about to go back into a mass down shutdown again. And I don't know what people are bragging about, but Knob Hill is practically empty. And I'm going to go over there and I'm going to say, well, what is going on? Who's going to backfill these spaces? When's the traffic going to come through? It seems like that will never happen at this point. So if the city of Santa Fe wants to prioritize these things, I can imagine if we had a city council here in Albuquerque and we want to go to sustainability and public safety and workforce, you're going to have more of what Santa Fe looks like happening right in Knob Hill and downtown Albuquerque and continue to have that because Santa Fe, for all intents and purposes, I don't know if you've noticed, folks, it's vacant. If you have not been up there recently, Santa Fe is still shut down. Get out, explore, find where things are at, and it'll tell you. You can't read a paper, and the, the paper's not going to tell you this stuff. The news, you can't trust it. Channels 4, 7, and 13 are going to come out and tell you, well, you know how bad everything is. They're not going to do that because they got to sell advertising. I'm here to tell you exactly what is happening out there on the streets. And I'll get to the homeless part in, in a sec, but uh, Dowd, what can we look forward to uh, from the city of Santa Fe if Albuquerque decides to prioritize things, and, and they're tooting their own damn horn. They've got no money to pay for the raises for the unions. Yesterday, we, we did a cross-section, 16% raises for, for police departments. Well, that's not going to help. You're going to actually have to bring prosperity so people stop robbing each other. <laughs> minor minor consideration. Yeah, minor small, yeah. small, small point there, uh, Dowd. But uh, tell us about the priorities of the Santa Fe budget once again because i think after 
touring both Knob Hill, the university area, and just looking at how these businesses are suffering, I don't see them bouncing back quite as as vigorously as they had hoped that they would. Yeah, we you know we got into the the the, the public employee giveaways yesterday, and if we have time, we'll we can reiterate, we can we can go over those details again, Eddie. I think the link that was sent out in the Daily Blast today. Rockoftalk.chat, subscribe. Uh, it just was the press release, so you have to actually click if you really want to go deep. And you know, I'm a policy geek, so I do look at the look at the whole document. The budget proposal is 129 pages, but there's a three-page letter, introductory letter from Mayor Alan Weber, woke woke extraordinaire Mayor Alan Weber, and I think it it goes beyond what we were talking about yesterday. Not just the giveaway to the public employee unions, which is bad enough. I, I have uh, I'm a minarchist. Okay, that means. I'm not an anarchist, meaning no government. I believe we should have minimal government. Government exists to protect our lives, our freedoms, our property, and basically nothing else. Nothing else. What I want from government at the municipal level, fix the potholes, patrol the streets, fight the fires, maintain the, the basic governmental infrastructure assets that, that only government can provide. And we could get into a debate about what that is. But to the extent the government's involved in, in infrastructure, uh, keep it keep it in good Good, good repair, uh, and of course, keep taxes low. What a, what a wacky concept. Alan Weber's letter, his introductory letter to this budget proposal uh, of three pages is really fascinating because it shows you the thinking of the unlimited government lobby, the progressive government lobby. Nothing that I just said, uh, you know, basic municipal services, protecting your lives, your property, your freedom, uh, fixing the potholes, making sure maybe you don't have too many car costs over throughout the year for uh, you know cracking your, your axle. Nothing in this introductory letter talks about those basic core competencies that government should focus on. And I'm going to read just a little bit. I'm not going to read the whole three pages, but uh, he starts off with, it has often incorrectly been said that a budget is a moral document. How we dedicate our public resources reflects our core values. Now, I'll stop right there because I'm old enough to remember when people on the left used to say, oh, you can't legislate morality. This was big in the 1980s. Uh, they were always going after Christian conservatives who didn't want you know, right. pornography sold. Now, they, they flipped the script entirely. And they're basically, they're just coming forward and saying, oh, no, we're in the morality business, but it's just our morality. Right. And our, our opponents are the evil ones, but yeah, we're the good ones. Good um, I, I, you know, when you're old enough, you know, you remember some mm. of these things. Uh, anyway, so here are his, uh, it's just a list of six or seven sentences, okay? What he wants, uh, we aim for greatness in every part of our city's life. And then he, which is insane, but we, we, he delineates it this way. Number one, we will make city government work for everyone. Uh, that's a very common thing the left uses now. Uh, it's basically about equity and inequality. Unless we all, we all, unless we're all equal, uh, you know, government needs to be heavily involved to make sure we're all perfectly equal. Uh, number two, we will help those who need the most help. Well, we have wonderful resources in this country: friends, families, charitable organizations to help people who need help. Government should be the last item on that list, on the help helpful list, not the first item. Number three, we will preserve, protect, and advance our history, art, and culture. If there is anything government wow. should not be involved in, it's in preserving, protecting, and advancing history, art, and culture. That's what a healthy culture does just naturally. That's the folks down in Grant County over the weekend honoring the Bataan Death March victims and, and having that rededication. Of, I mean, that was government, I'm sure, was very little 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 involved in that. But uh, even, if that's their, even if that is their focus, Dowd, and that has uh, you know been stated explicitly in this uh, release document for their budget, even if that is what they've stated that they're going to do, 
let's just look at the last couple of years up in Santa Fe by in and of itself. Yes. When it comes down to the tearing of the obelisk to the yep. Vargas to yep. like, you cannot make this. And this is how, you know, your politicians think you're stupid. One, you keep voting them in, despite The fact that they don't stand for anything that they're saying. And two, they can lie bold faced lie to your face and you're not going to do anything about it. So I think two good catches uh, here in your analysis. Yeah, and, 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 and right back at you, the tearing down of the obelisk, how did that preserve and protect Santa Fe's history when the people who did it, including our beloved Lily Sage Schweitzer, mm. who came from Wilton, oh, Connecticut, Lord. where the median household income is whatever, $378,000, uh, they went through a diversion program. Uh, they did not, they were not prosecuted to the fullest extent right. of the law. All right, so that's item three. Item four of six, uh, we will create housing and livable neighborhoods wow. balanced with graceful growth uh nothing could be further from the truth exactly uh talk about someone who's completely and totally detached from the price of housing in the city of santa fe you know the millionaire alan weber who can run and run magazines and make a fortune uh by selling his quote-unquote uh a business magazine i believe called fast company yes Yes. (laughs) yeah is anything but fast and anything uh, having any to do with any company uh santa fe is shrinking uh, from the original population that gave it its characteristics, uh, which of course is a large Hispanic population as the oldest uh, capital in these United States. Uh, uh, that four is another bold-faced lie. Well, and even the sentence itself is is contradictory because how do you how do you create balanced uh, balanced graceful growth? That means right. growth that we like, mm-hmm. that we on the left provided the housing has solar panels, uh, providing that it has low flow toilets, you know, whatever, at the same time that you're creating affordable housing. Because if you're only allowing a narrow band of housing in certain areas, that's not affordable housing. The way you get an affordable housing market is a market for housing where free people make their own choices, you know, with the middlemen, the real estate agents that that hook up buyer and seller. So again, item four, just as uh, problematic as the other ones. Uh, Number five, this is completely off the rails. We will create good jobs and rewarding careers for everyone. What does that mean? City government? What What does that even mean? You can't just create jobs and say, here's a position. This is what it pays. And uh, this is the job title. But you probably won't be very busy. And it, it, that's just creating more dependency. And it's a larger drain on the pocketbook of any Santa Fe taxpaying citizen. Madness. And I do, uh, there is this old story, I think it's apocryphal about, it might've been Milton Friedman or some other free marketeer who went over to China and he was watching this project and people were digging things with shovels. And he said, well, why don't you get, you know, heavy equipment to come in here and make those, to dig this out. And they said, well, no, because this provides so many jobs. And then I guess he immediately said, why don't you just give them spoons then instead of shovels? I mean, that that would create a lot more jobs. Uh, It is not the city of Santa Fe's responsibility to create good jobs and rewarding careers i know people in their 40s and 50s who haven't found a rewarding career yet but state uh, city government under alan weber's gonna find a rewarding career for you uh and then finally this is the one that uh it, it just lumps everything together because it's whatever we want it to be uh number six we will make santa fe sustainable and again, that is an all-encompassing term that means whatever leftists want it to mean. This 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 introductory letter from the from the mayor is basically just an explanation that we will spend money on whatever our values are, whatever we want to accomplish. We'll spend every dime that comes into our city, no matter where it comes from, and we won't think about the consequences. I don't know that anybody is. I mean, I hope that you're getting an understanding of this analysis. 
This is the budget put out by the Santa Fe mayor in a time of economic crisis. Hotels uh, shut down, restaurants. I don't even know if anyone has actually tracked the number of restaurants that have closed in Santa Fe. Has the New Mexico Restaurant Association done the responsible thing and and give us a final number on the number of restaurants that have been shut down? They've been down? quiet lately. I, I think and not only have they been quiet, but and you know, I, as you know, we're we're big fans of uh, the Restaurant Association, having hosted it a couple of times. But you know, at this point, I think we need a final final number. Uh, if I were just to take in uh, the, the 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 Knob Hill, I would essentially think that somewhere between. 30 to 35% of all restaurants uh, shut down. So I think that that's my, uh, you know, best rule of thumb in, in looking at this. Like we have pointed this out to you. They are not pro-business. They are not about expanding. And for a city and a state that's dependent upon tourism and Santa Fe being one of the Condé Nast top five destinations, top 10 de- des- destinations, depending upon the year that they rated, one of the best vacations that people can take. It is no longer the case. The foodies have picked up and left. You got people who are celebrating food trucks. Uh, foodies have now uh, had to gravitate to uh, Mr. Armijo or whatever the guy is over at the Isotopes Park for opening night for his uh, two and a half pound dog. That is now substituting itself as the uh, new culture going forward. Folks, we are bottoming out in a way that I don't even think that we thought we could bottom out. <laughs> your your places, your haunts, your favorite things, your people who are here have picked up and gone away. If you don't see them anymore because they picked up and gone away is because they have actually pursued greener pastures. And by and large, folks, it is a lot of people who've come here from other places who finally picked up and got out of here because they didn't want to go back to Albuquerque, New Mexico. So I hope that you'll uh, join me in trying to keep what we can here because we know that your mayor and your city council and the rest of these goons that are elected to office here in the city of Albuquerque and uh, by and large the state of New Mexico and even up in Santa Fe aren't doing their jobs and they need to be replaced uh, as always. We need people who actually and genuinely care about themselves and not just their political careers and fancy smancy titles and all the rest of that stuff. Take a quick break, bring it back here to wrap the hour on AM 1600 KIVA, abq.fm, rockoftalk.com. Uh, I met with some homeless people earlier today, uh, Gilbert. Uh, a white guy, uh, Weto. Uh, yeah, that's funny. And then um, a guy by the name of Philip. Two of the three, uh, yeah, Native American, one from Grants, and uh, the other one wouldn't say where he was from. But I want to talk about them and what they would do. And then Dowd's got the, a lot of the other show uh, kind of all set up. But I want to talk about my conversation with them, what they had in their hands, what they're doing, and uh, what they're talking about, I think that's important. So many people don't talk to the homeless people actually out on the street and get the feedback. And those shelters aren't so friendly to uh, people like Clint, Philip, and, or excuse me, yeah, does that Philip, yeah, Kurt, and, and Weddo. But we'll talk about that when we return. 445 back and forth.
451 here in the queue, a little B-52s there. Al Green before that, uh, a little Al Green, uh, always uh, good. I'm I'm roaming around the city uh, quite a bit. Al Green, by the way, 76 years young today. And I uh, uh, always love the let's get together. We're in this together. We're doing this together, guys. We're, we're together. Nothing could be further from the truth uh, during this time. It's just uh, more separation is uh, what I see in this city. And, uh, well, you know, for all the homeless what would we build them homes at a thousand bucks a square foot, uh, all the things for them. Like these poor homeless people, they don't like Tim Keller. The homeless people hate Tim Keller and they hate the Democrats. At least, they, and I generally don't talk to homeless people individually. I just talk to, and I know I'm not there photographing and taking videos and, oh, look at these homeless people. Look, look at these, look at the homeless people in the wild. You know, it's not for my own exploitation. I just want to see what the heck is going on out there. And I think that's a, a fair a fair thing. And they're like, I didn't realize we have a voice out there. You guys you really care about us. I'm like, yeah, I, I just don't want you on the on the hot sauce out here on a uh, 10 a.m. on a, in front of the laundromat on a, you know, what is it, Wednesday morning. And these guys, Gilbert, um, Philip, and Weto, who are out there, they had literally pulled all their money together all their money and each one of them is sitting on, you know, they remember we were going to get rid of all the people who were drunk on the streets by getting rid of the miniatures. No, they just now pull their money and they get slightly larger and the liquor, uh, establishments are proud to serve these guys as much liquor as they possibly want. And these are guys with a real sickness, a real ale at what really ails them. I was talking to Weto and he's like, I owned a business. And I said, what'd you do? He's like, an auto mechanic and you know business went belly up hard times like it's the one business that that never goes belly up is a big car unless we're all driving electric cars nowadays and you know the poor guy had gone through some tough times and i just sat there and i talked to him and it, i just felt so bad because you know i don't think that he's going to make it out of the year and i immediately brought up you know a number of murders and immediately i said you guys don't have to tell me any of the details and all that i'm just here to talk to you guys and and they're like, yeah, our friend got murdered the other day. <laughs> okay. Just like I was telling you, like, it's homeless people who, by and large, are the people who are being murdered on the streets of Albuquerque. And I don't know if it's being done for sport, if it's just nobody really cares and just wants to get rid of whatever they want to do. It's, it's bad for homeless people on the streets of Albuquerque. And ask them where they sleep, uh, you know, or wherever we possibly can. And I... This really felt bad for uh, Gilbert and Philip, who came here to find sort of bigger things. And I asked them about IHS because they're Native American. It's like, oh, we can't get IHS. And why can't they get IHS? Really interesting, really interesting response. First thing that they said is like, well, we need money. I'm like, well, how much money do you guys need? Well, in order to get an ID, it costs us $47. They knew exactly how much money it takes for them to get an ID so that they can get help. And trust me, if you were to take these folks into the hospital immediately, they would need urgent care, but they're out on the streets. They're desperate, they're homeless, and they're upset. Who are they upset about? They're upset at the shelters. They're upset at the city of Albuquerque. And they're upset because the police, quite by and large, just discard them altogether. And I, honestly, I can't blame the police for having to do it because it's really not what they're supposed to be doing. It's not the job of the police department. Now, if we created less dependency and more opportunity, the auto mechanic, and, and here's, where, here, here's where the rubber meets the road, so to speak. I asked these guys, I said, if I had a job for you, you said, would you take it? They're like, yeah, we'll, 
We'll, the first thing they said, we'll dig ditches. We'll do whatever. But we can't find any work. We can't find any work anywhere. And they don't have enough money to leave and they're trapped. And these are the homeless people. And these guys look bad. I went all the way on my little scooter going all the way around after I saw them. Because it occurred to me that I needed to go speak to them for whatever reason. I don't know. Just entered my head. I need to go speak to them. I saw three guys together. What they're doing, and they're sitting around a bunch of change, nickels, dimes, quarters, a few pennies that were in there. They're sitting around a bunch of change. What do you think they're going to do? As each of them is like through half of a bottle. If I were to give them money, you think you think that these guys are going to go and get that ID? They're trying not to feel the pain of being homeless anymore. They're trying to feel for a moment just to sort of steal away. So for you people who go out and you donate your time and your effort and you try to feed homeless people who are out there and try to keep them, they're not looking for God. They're not looking for Jesus out on the streets. They're not looking for you to come and save them. They're looking for some level of pride and sustainability for themselves because they're willing to go out and work and they can't find it. Why do they come here? Why did the two guys come from Grants and Gallup? They didn't come to get more liquor. <laughs> they came looking for work because there is no work out in Grants and Gallup. And now there's no work in Albuquerque and they don't know where else to go. And I can't imagine that these guys made it too far in school and probably don't even know how big the world is. They've heard of Las Vegas, Nevada, or they've heard of like, the, they don't know where to go. But I guarantee they wouldn't know where to go if they had a, you know, sort of a place where they could go out and go make a little bit of money and hear about something good and have something to look forward to. And it, I got to tell you, yes, it, it hurts. It's a little bit depressing. But at least we're getting more of a story as to why they are there. They're there because they don't have IDs. They don't have a job. They don't have opportunity. And when they do have an opportunity, they're all robbing and stealing from each other. Just trying to make it all come together. So when you think you have it bad, talk to more homeless people out on the streets. I know I am. I'm going to be visiting with more and more. I generally won't touch, uh, uh, go see an, an individual homeless person. But if you see uh, homeless people in groups, um, I highly encourage you to strike up a conversation with them. And if you have something to offer them, please, by all means, do so. Um, whatever you got. You got some leftovers that came out. I mean, they are literally looking for that. And there's other people who want to be homeless too. And these three gentlemen, trust me, they don't trust a single person in the world and they want, they don't want to be homeless. And I think that that's an important thing. And sure, there's homeless people that are everywhere, but it is the responsibility of the city. You can find them anywhere. Literally, I tell my kids now, I said, well, you guys don't behave. I'm handing this pizza over and we're going to go find homeless people. I'll bet you I find one on the next corner. You know what, my son, you love this, Sam. We're about to hit the top of the hour. You know, you know what, uh, our dad, you know what, you know what uh, the youngest one does? Every single time, and I've, I've done this a bunch of times, what, what is, he immediately says, Dad, can I go give them something? So now we have, we have $1 bills, 50 cents in there. It's like, he just likes to give the homeless people something. Yeah, and you can awesome. hear him just, he doesn't say anything, just, he's just quiet. He's in the quiet in the back of the car for about two to three minutes as he's processing that kind of stuff. And then I sort of tell him the story about, you know, hey, did you know that your, <laughs> did you know that your grandmother was homeless? Did you, did you realize this? And, you know, I mean, it, it can happen to anybody. This is why you have to work hard and, and pray and count your blessings and, and try to live the best life that you can.
And I the, think the little one will bust your balls, but he's also very sensitive. He, he's oh. a lot like his uncle Dowd. We have we have those dual sides of our personalities. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you certainly do. All right, let's hit the top of the hour news. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Hour two. What's up next, Dowd? Uh, we're going to be talking about wokeness in our nuclear security enterprise, the last thing we need in 2022. Ooh, we'll do that when we return after the top of the hour USA Network news with a brand new uh, ID coming tomorrow here on the uh, 14th day of April. We've got a new top of the hour ID uh, as well. And thanks for those of us who are letting us know that the ground zero isn't coming through. So appreciate that. I'm asleep during that time. So thanks for letting us know. Hit the top of the hour news and hour two oh, just for you coming up next. This is the Rock of Talk on AM sixteen hundred KIVA Albuquerque. Albuquerque's macro aggression. Bye-bye. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. I am Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. I am here on this hump day, April the 13th, uh, Holy Week, I guess. Uh, we're getting a little dosage of our Holy Week, a little, uh, little uh, top of the hour uh, Tim Tebow. Boy, I'm not a smart man, Jenny, but uh, I know what I'm Boy, there it is, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Hour two just for you on Roku TV, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, podcasting on Sister, SoundCloud, and Spotify. And uh, you're finding it at uh, rockoftalk.tv on the apps and rockoftalk.com. Don't forget for pennies a day at rockoftalk.chat uh, as well. And um, well, the man who loves to be preached at, he loves the promulgations coming from the pulpit, especially during Holy Week and telling people how uh, <laughs> messed up their life is unless they find... Unless they find the, their their savior, right, uh, D. Dowd Muska, uh, in for a little bit of uh, fun. I got a book, uh, Dowd, uh, just for you. I've got a – oh, I've, we got some uh, some stuff popping through. What do we got here? Oh, little Angels and Airwaves, uh, the adventure, I guess. I just kept playing. Did, did you open my package, Mr. Aragon? No, I didn't. <laughs> you think I would? No, no I, I don't I don't think you would. Uh, and I was remiss yesterday. Let's talk about that for a second. You just asked me a specific question. Um, I, do you guys know if you ever lived in a sort of a communal environment of, you know, right. You learn about people when you live with them, obviously, I think the best way to learn about people without actually having to learn about them is to play golf with them. You learn everything about that because golf is like an intimidating thing. Nobody really knows how to do it. If they took lessons, you kind of know where they came from, how they approach a shot. If they take swings, re-swing, swing again, if they cuss. You know that guy who is slamming his club down? Like I know I would not even want to talk to a man like that. <laughs> like if you're literally taking your club and, and yeah, like I have nothing to talk to you. It's it's just you and a white ball and and grass and holes and sunshine. And if you want, there's there's a beverage cart if you need if you need to calm down, you can go help out with that. But Dowd asked me a very specific question. Did you open my package, Mr. Aragon? Let's talk about how good the world is. Just stopping from that, that, that point right there. This is somebody who just hears you every single day. You've developed a relationship as we do on the other side of the, the microphone. And he sent you a, uh, quite the package. You may or may not know what's in it. You don't have to disclose what's in it. But uh, you know, I also did not open up that package. And I know that you appreciate that as I think anybody else would, especially in these Amazon delivery days. 
uh, well, of course I was kidding, but uh, it is a, 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 a listener reached out to me and said, where can I give me, can you give me an address to send it? I have a history book, a New Mexico history book to send your way, which is like catnip for me. I mean, oh. I'm going to anything involving New Mexico history, I'm going to grab it right away. And I knew I'd be in on Friday. And uh, so I said, just send it to the station. But, you know, I'm such a cynical, uh, you know, I. That's why I love kids. They haven't given up on life yet. I right. gave up on life a long time ago. So somebody emails me, oh, I got this great history book I'm going to send you. 90% of me thinks I'm never going to hear from this person. Come on. I mean, people are no damn good. And of course, I send the I, I send the Renard Street address and then the book arrives like 36 hours later. I mean, so uh, my apologize. I, I will apologize. I'm doing a lot of that lately uh, to the listener for doubting him. And I look very, very forward to the package, uh, as long as as long as it was not sent from a cabin in remote Montana, and it looks safe, I will be opening it on Friday. <laughs> if you walk into our offices here, um, it's kind of interesting. Anybody who's ever sent anything uh, to me, or if you've ever even given me your business card, you know we've done business together. Uh, whether I like you, don't like you, whether we had a good breakup, bad breakup, whether you had a show uh, that was here. Uh, and you were currently running, believe it or not, folks, it all is here in the Kiva. There is a place for everything that's ever come into the Kiva. I'm not a pack rat, folks. Uh, literally every single thing that's ever come into Kiva is in the Kiva. So when you uh, give to us, uh, uh, when you express something, we understand that gesture as sincerely as we express the gesture to prepare the show each and every day. For you, such as the thing that we've just prepared, which is the woke nuclear weapons agency, the uh, the the WNA. Uh, wow, doubt uh, they're still trying to educate these guys. They're trying to uh, sort of strap on the. Uh, isn't it bad enough that they have to kind of create weapons of mass destruction? But maybe the biggest mass destruction of all is uh, sort of lobotomizing these guys and telling them how wrong they are. This is not something they think about, and uh, they fall prey to uh, wanting to quote unquote fit in. Nothing uh, like the Lambda Lambda nerds, you know, uh, telling them that they're racist and they need to change their ways and that they should feel guilty about their success doubt. Well, we're going to go in a gender direction on this one. Uh, usually, I, you know, race seems to be the dominant theme lately, but don't ever forget how much uh, gender identity or self-identification or I don't, I don't, don't they always say gender and sex are not the same? I mean, didn't gender and sex always were the same thing, but they're not the same thing anymore. This is about... The ladies, the distaff side, and about a month ago, our subscribers were able to read uh, an analysis I did of the news releases coming out of our national laboratories in New Mexico, and I certainly have respect for so many people at the national labs. I mean, so many of them are contributing to our nuclear deterrent, you know, sustaining that uh, nuclear well, deterrent, that nuclear enterprise, I guess they call it the NSC, the Nuclear Security Enterprise, the triad. We have our submarine missiles. We have our intercontinental ballistic missiles that are land-based in the silos. Uh, and then we have our air-launched, you know, whether they're the cruise missiles or the, the gravity bomb, the, B, the B-61 from the air. And I, I uh, a lot of libertarians, well, some libertarians are really anti nuclear security enterprise i'm not i think we i think a country needs to have weapons that will protect it from an existential crisis like another country with nuclear weapons so i'm not here to bash the people who work in that field in fact i respect the people in that field and as a cold war junkie it, it's these subjects always fascinate me when i moved back to new mexico a couple of years ago the first place i went was down to the white sands missile museum and it was a wonderful experience because i hadn't been able to get there uh, previously but our national labs 
do focus a hell of a lot of their attention on non-nuclear weapon-related stuff. About a month ago, if you were a subscriber, you were able to really read at Rock of Talk dot chat a piece I did looking at all the press releases from Sandia and Los Alamos uh, throughout the year, the, or the new year, uh, 31 in total, only one had anything to do with nuclear weapons. And uh, this one we're going to bring in Sandia here. And of course, if you're new to the area, you might not know that Sandia National Laboratories evolved out of Los Alamos National Laboratory up up on the Mesa up there, Oppenheimer and his boys wanted a, uh, and I'm reading from a, a wiki here, uh, separate division, which would be best to perform the functions uh, of the non-nuclear component of weapons development, more the engineering, not, not no so much the physics, but the engineering of bomb delivery systems. Uh, Los Alamos uh, had been, of course, dealing with Kirtland for some time, Ox, previously Oxnard Field. So they established uh, the Sandia Laboratory, Originally known as the Z Division, they set that up at Oxnard Field to handle future weapons development, testing, and bomb assembling, uh, bomb assembly. And of course, then they ended up naming it Sandia Base uh, after the Sandia Mountains. It became Sandia National Laboratory. And I read the, the press releases that are issued every day from Los Alamos and Sandia. This one gave me pause because I think it 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 continues this, I would say, mission and distraction of a facility that really should be narrowly, uh, I guess that's uh, double entendre for the plutonium cores, make our bombs go boom. And I think it goes much beyond wokeness. I think they're involved in all sorts of corporate welfare and stuff they shouldn't be involved in. But it seems like the wokeness is getting accelerated really at both labs. Here, here, here's how it begins. In less than three years at Sandia National Laboratories, competitive intelligence specialist Kelly Howey has made waves throughout the federal laboratory complex by creating programs to boost diversity in technology transfer activities. Diversity. Her targeted work to develop and advance women inventors was recognized by the Federal Laboratory Consortium with a national Rookie of the Year Award. Uh, that award is given to either teams at the National Labs or individuals at the National Labs who have, quote, demonstrated an ability to create meaningful impact above and beyond standard responsibilities, close quote. Call me crazy, but I think the National Labs should be sticking with their standard responsibilities. And of course, they trace their lineage back to the development of our nuclear security enterprise. All right, according to our award-winning uh, feminist, inclusion and diversity are important in every way that I can think of. Every, every way? I was honored to be nominated for the award and humbled when I received it. I'm optimistic about Sandia's future because we are constantly examining areas for improvement. And this award demonstrates the National Labs and the consortium's continued commitment to, wait for it, diversity, equity, and inclusion practices. <clears throat> All right. Our uh, lovely, uh, I believe, what's her first name? Uh, Kelly. Kelly's joint, Kelly joined Sandia in 2019. She has been focusing on engaging with and educating women on inventorship and technology transfer at the labs and throughout all of the Department of Energy. She serves, of course, as the staff lead for the diversity and inclusion inventorship and entrepreneurship strategies and engagement women or wow. Diverse W program. That, that's a mouthful. That is one hell of a title. Uh, is she new to the area? Did she just come here in 2019? Oh, oh trust me. We're, we're going to get to her bio in a oh, second. Okay. Uh, that's, of course, funded by the 
DOE Office of Technology transitions as part of its practices to accelerate the commercialization of technologies. Uh, the program was announced in October 2019 and launched the following year. Now, Kelly's team researched university technology transfer programs that hadn't been adopted by federal laboratories. Early results at those universities showed positive impact following the creation of targeted inventorship programs. Targeted? Targeted? Yes, targeted for women and minorities. Mm. Even so, according to the Patent and Trademark Office, only third, here, here comes the bean counting. And of course, don't forget, if everything is not proportional to your racial group in the country or gender, if it's not 50-50, that means there's discrimination. Uh, according to the Patent Office, only 13% of patent inventors in 2019 were women. Uh, according to some data from the National Bureau of Economic Research, uh, women CEOs receive only 2.7% of all venture funding. Wow. wow. And women of color <laughs> receive only 0.2% of venture capital mm. funding. Well, Kelly doesn't like this, and it's totally unacceptable to Kelly. And, of course, you, you pay her salary. She works for the federal government. We can't just count on the pipeline to backfill this issue. Backfill is one of those backfill that's that's one of the leading buzzwords uh in our in our culture today backfill is very good backfill, that one's yeah. coming on strong uh can't count on that to backfill this issue and bring in more people we need you guessed it targeted programs that bring women into the patent ecosystem okay more on our beloved kelly is here echo uh, system or eco <laughs> yeah Are they calling it the echo, echo chamber yeah. system, echo chamber system. <laughs> very good uh in addition to her work with the diverse w program uh kelly was appointed lead of the inclusion diversity equity accountability and solutions working group of hmm. the quantum systems accelerator uh, one of only five national quantum information science research centers newly funded by the department uh, of energy she also established a new internal partnership between Sandia's integrated partnership organizations and the Sandia Women's Action Network, which wow. promotes participation in community outreach activities that encourage women and girls to pursue. I think all these people deserve careers. an award just being affiliated with these loosely held organizations that sound so like official and like they're doing such great things. Mm, absolutely. And when you think about the National Labs, of course, you trace it back to Oppenheimer, these brilliant yep. physicists, uh, uh, you know, mathematicians, Johnny von Neumann, uh, you know, you've got uh, Leo Szilard and Enrico Fermi. If you go up to Los Alamos, you just drive down the street and it's like, yep. oh, there's Oppenheimer Drive, there's Fermi Drive, there's, <laughs> it's just a, it's a wild place up in Los Alamos. I brought my sister and brother-in-law there a couple of years ago. We came out of the mountains and they had a checkpoint stop there with some guys with some M4s in, in full camo. And uh, I had to explain to them that these foreigners here, they're, they're not spies. They're my, my sister and my brother-in-law. And, and I had to, I had to vouch for their, their, uh, their honesty and their, uh, <laughs> they're, they're not agents from the, the UK government. So you think about uh, the history, these brilliant minds, many of them. And what I, what I find particularly hilarious, Eddie, is you had the Nazis who hated Jewish people, uh, driving Jewish people out of Europe because they because of what was happening there you know even well before the death camps were set up you had Kristallnacht and all these other horrible things being done to Jewish people a lot of those Jewish folks were brilliant mathematicians and scientists who ended up coming to work for the Manhattan Engineering District and if yep. the war had gone on a little a few more months than it did in Germany they would have been able to bomb Hitler with one of their bombs and it would have been kind of like the ultimate revenge so uh 
another reason I think we Operation should be Operation uh, Paperclip, folks. Look well, yes, well, yeah, that was after the war. But uh, so, they, you know, driving these guys out who ended up working for the United States. So anyway, you think of these brilliant minds. You think of Leslie Groves. You think of the military people. Uh, so many people in New Mexico uh, were, were, were part of the Cold War, part of the nuclear deterrent. They, they worked in air, you know positions in the Air Force, uniformed in civilians. Uh, so where does Kelly fit into all of this? Brilliant minds, nuclear weapons, military. Um, she grew up understanding and embracing the importance of inclusion and diversity. As a teenager, she worked uh, ROTC. Uh, no, she worked with students in public school English as a second language programs. Uh, she was inspired by her experience there. Uh, she worked with a partnership in churches in Texas that provided English language instruction for families in the community. I guess I'm not really seeing a lot about physics or the military there. Okay, her early career began, okay, so eventually she makes her way to the to science, right? By the Air Force? Oh, no, her early career began in criminal defense as a paralegal. There you go. Um, it is. Perfect. Okay, well, but, that's, you know, that's eventually... The, that's the motivation to yeah. uh, administer justice into the world, and what could be better when it's unchallenged and in an environment where everybody has to listen to you because you're in a position of authority where you're establishing baseline understandings for groups of people that don't even care about baseline understandings about anything. Absolutely. Other than uh, the science. So she finds her way, uh, English language instruction uh, to paralegal. So she's in the legal world. Obviously, the, the military, there's a very, you know, there are military courts. There's JAG. Remember the TV show JAG? Yep. I mean, you've got people in the military yeah, who are not just brave and in great shape, but they also sure. know the law. They have law degrees. So obviously, she worked her way, you know, through 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 the military law, right, after that. Oh, no, she worked for seven years at the University of New Mexico on program development, operations, and health equity research. Yep still waiting for the physics and the nuclear and the military stuff. Okay, in 2018, she received her master's degree, oh, I don't know, international affairs or uh, you know, foreign policy or the diplomatic corps. No, that was in business administration from UNM. Uh, then she transferred to Sandia to focus on technology transfer. Her passions, I mean, her passions, one would assume, I mean, working for the National Labs, the nuclear security enterprise, uh, you know, in that kind of realm, no, her passions are writing, research, and inclusion, inclusion and diversity. Uh, personal life, personal life. Uh, mother of two daughters. No mention of uh, a husband. <sighs> um, I use the term mission creep all the time. I think you've got first hour. We talked about mission creep with the city of Santa Fe. Not content to just perform the basic functions of municipal government, folks. We got a big problem in the national labs and more specifically here at Sandia and Los Alamos, uh, we're not focused on the nuclear security enterprise. More and more, we're focused on all sorts of peripheral issues. Uh, maybe Kelly's a wonderful person, but I'd like to see more press releases issued from Sandia on how our nuclear bombs work, because that's kind of what they should be focused on. So you can call me a curmudgeon, you call me a misogynist, call me whatever you want. Uh, I think I have a legitimate argument here. And uh, again, if you want to uh, stay on top of this kind of stuff, these kind of links go out in the Daily Blast every day, uh, available at rocketalk.chat. I think they're far more nuanced than the way that uh, doubt is uh, letting on for the last 15 minutes about uh, just his unhappiness and uh, quite correct in his unhappiness because we spend gobs and gobs amount of money of securing everything in this country with this and they're focused on that and uh, this is the types of things that they want to prioritize and you see the people who are shaping those minds and their minds that don't necessarily need to be shaped this is not their focus it's not their core set of competencies skill sets whatever 
uh, they are. I think we need to kind of, uh, you know, kind of refocus everything back on, you know, their original intent. And you're, you're right to point out Oppenheimer and the rest of the great minds that have come to, you know, formulate the great traditions, history, and uh, legacy uh, that has protected this actual country. And uh, we're weakening it when we hire people like her uh, to reestablish some level of woke progressive politics in a place that just shouldn't be political whatsoever. It's for everybody. And, it just and it, it's, it's a part of New Mexico history, Eddie, that really, I, I, you know, I guess on the left, they disdain anyone involved in the military. But it's something that I think the state should be so proud of yeah, in a state that has so many problems. You know, the idea that Oppenheimer loved this place. Uh, they looked at a place in Utah, uh, but they wanted a specific set of conditions and, and Los Alamos fit that bill. Uh, and, and I, you know, I, I bash the federal government all the time, but I, I believe we need a nuclear deterrent. And I think New Mexico should be proud of its past, but its present, Eddie, with this ridiculous mission creep in every part of government. It goes way beyond the Department of Energy. It's, it's everywhere. I've always been a big believer in my grandparents' generation, their phrase, uh, stick to your knitting. And, and it's, we can bring it right here to the Rocket Talk because Eddie once told me, I'm never going to teach you to do the board. At Dowd, you just keep doing what you're good at, and I'm not going to distract you with the technical side of this. We all should stick to our knitting uh, and focus on your core competencies. Remember Stephen Covey? You know, he said, you know, you can't afford to get distracted. You need to focus on what you're best at and hire out, you know, the other stuff. Uh, if you want to focus on de- diversity and equity, uh, Kelly, Go get some nonprofit organization to fund you, but don't use our nuclear security enterprise. Don't use one of our most important national laboratories uh, to pursue this kind of stuff. It's, and the sad thing is, the end is coming anyway, Eddie. The federal government is $30 trillion in debt, okay? So these programs are going to be defunded long before the nuclear weapons complex is going to be defunded. So why not get ahead of this? And I'm just curious about what our New Mexico politicians would say about this kind of stuff. Uh, to they, them, they any wouldn't. any dollar that comes from Washington for any reason is something we need to hold on to at, at, at all costs because it helps get them reelected. Um, I think this is not something to be proud of. I think this is deeply problematic, Eddie. And um, I, I, I await the, the hate emails from all of our uh, Sandia employees. Folks, <laughs> as Eddie said, I'm trying to make a more subtle, nuanced argument here. I think a lot of what you folks do is wonderful. This is an example of something that is really, really not wonderful. Yeah, it's uh, taking us down. Uh, when we return, believe it or not, we're going to actually get my kids on the air. Uh, they want to talk about their Choose Their Adventure books. Uh, that, Very that cool. Received. We got them all. And um, I literally got, look, they're smiling. They can't believe. I think they're finally at the point uh, where they can just, uh, what do you think? Come on air, Dad. I think that'd be a cool thing. We're going to put on, put the young men on. And that way we, we, can, we can just take off. You know? Well, yeah. <laughs> well, well uh, somebody who will get taught the board, actually. Sorry, Dowd. Uh, will be uh, uh, Sam and, and Bastion. In fact, I bought them DJ equipment. So they've started like, mixing music and doing all Sweet. sorts of things uh, is yeah. what they've been doing mr microphone <laughs> well not mr microphone they've been doing that, uh, that yeah hey, good uh, looking we'll be let back later <laughs> sebastian you have your uh you have your mixers right on your phone is that correct yes i do and it's pretty awesome and then uh sam i think you have you have yours too you've been mixing some music lately right you, you, yeah yeah it's gonna be pr- pretty cool huh mm. yeah it's gonna be really cool today I'm really <laughs> you guys don't get to do Beavis on the air. That's unfortunate. So they are getting taught that, unfortunately, but uh, something that, uh, that comes out. Back after a quick break uh, here in the Kiva on AM600 KIVA. 
abq.fm, rockoftalk.com. Don't forget to subscribe directly at rockoftalk.chat. Uh, also, read your text to kick things off, and we're going to hear from the uh, the little ones as we head into the remainder of the, uh, well, you know, it really is kind of a, a holy week all in all, and, uh, you know, they're off half day tomorrow and then uh, Friday off uh, entirely, and that's that's good for them. Back on this day, yes, back in 71, the Rolling Stones released this, Brown Sugar, taken from their latest album, Sticky Fingers, which introduced the band's infamous tongue and lips logo. Yep, that's where it all comes from Brown Sugar. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. 527, back and forth here in the Kiva. Father like sons. Uh, just talking about uh, was, uh, Benny and the Jets, and I asked Sam. I was like, uh, "What what what song do you want to put on?" And uh, Sam, what'd you say? Crocodile Rock. A crocodile Rock. There crocodile it is. Crocodile Rock. Crocodile Rock. And uh, what 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 songs uh, do you like, there, Young Bastion? You like all the songs, of course. Uh, we'll, no, we'll get... I don't. Well, you like a lot of them. Well, we remember the mic. It One takes, of my favorite songs is oh, right. The Best Day of My Life. The Best Day. That's, I think, we'll go out to that by the, uh, was it the American Authors? It's a, that's a good one. And speaking of authors, R.A. Montgomery was, uh, I wasn't like a big reader. And Dowd, uh, Dowd is a big reader. Um, I think probably out of the womb is just kind of the way that it goes. And, and, and for me, you know, I just, I had to get into books. And one of the ways that I did it, like they're, they're in there negotiating, you know, how they're going to present their stuff. Sam's directing traffic in the other and they literally just got delivered the r.a montgomery field of and these are impossible to find it's actually called something uh, we went this week into the bookstore right and we scoured the bookstore right sam and we found what did we find we didn't find any of these books is that correct choose your own adventure choose your own adventure but we didn't we only found two of them 
So this guy was an adventurer and he set all these up and I'm like, well, we got to get all these books because apparently they're, they're like collector's items or something. And so we found a place where we could get all of them. So we don't have to take umpteen trips to the uh, bookstore to go ahead and get all of them. And every book is like 45 different stories at least. Yeah. At least. At least. Yeah. Don't make fun of me. I, I know I have a deep voice, but you're going to have a deeper voice one day. Uh, they're a big guy. Um, all right. And, and they have literally organized all of them. One through 40. Was it one through 41? Is that correct? I, I don't, I don't think there's any, um, I don't think there's 42. I, you only said there was 40. 40. I thought there was just 40. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Like, uh, what else is 40? Noah's, Noah's Ark. How many, how many days in the rain? Yeah. 40, right? 40 days, 40 nights. You guys know that, that story? You guys have your Bible story. You want to stand in front of the mic there, especially if you plan on using the mic someday. Yeah, you, know, you, know, you gotta, you gotta definitely do that. So, um, you're looking forward to these books, Samuel. Tell me what is, uh, what are you looking at right there? You got a stack of books. Tell me about some of these books. Talk, Samuel. I'm like, um, we were reading this. Um, she's, we'll go to Atlantis. Or... Yeah, go it was. Those were good ones, right? You know, you know, the, the journey to Atlantis. Journey. Yeah, well, let me find it. Oh, well, you don't have to find it. I don't think that that's... Journey under the sea. Journey oh. under the sea. We kept killing ourselves. We were making wrong choices. What? Yeah, uh, it we, says the end. Okay, let me, let, me, uh, let me interact with the, uh, the big brother there, if you don't mind. Um, what, what did you think? Why did we keep dying in the book? Because I didn't know how to do it. I don't think that was it. I think it had more to do with the fact that we could. Because kept, we were dumb. We we were definitely not dumb. We were taking <laughs> bigger and bigger risks, right? Excuse me. Yeah, no self-deprecation. Hello. Well, it's either Kiva. give up the book. Or... Oh yeah, it asks you basically what if you want to quit. If you want to quit, you give up. Yeah, and that's not good. We don't give up. My right? teacher always says that. Never give up. Oh yeah, that's a good one. That's good. My you teacher gave me a post-it. Oh yeah, what did what did uh, what did they say? Never give up. Never give up. There we go. Never give up. Yeah. Never give up. I'm I'm on board with all, all that stuff. So, you guys are uh, you guys are looking forward to the Easter holiday. What do you guys know about Easter? Um, that it was when Christ resurrected. Yeah, it's the Passion too. The Passion is that we watch the adult one, not the. The kid. Passion is Good Friday. The Passion is Good Friday. Okay, guys, I know, brother. You guys want to? You guys want to share a little bit about uh, what's going on there? What's uh, what's up? What's going on with the story there? Lay it on us. Um. So like, um, Judas, as because I think he was, well, I don't know, but um, Judas betrayed Jesus on like why Good Friday because of um, Jesus told him he would betray him. I think. Well, think, wait, wait, wait. Jesus programmed Judas to betray him? Or did Judas, what? did Jesus tell people? I don't know. How made, my brother How'd it go? No, no, you tell me. I want, I'm... I'll tell. Okay. Um. So at the Last Supper, Jesus said, one of you will betray me. Betray me. Okay. Like it already happened like past tense, but he said like you will have betrayed me. Is that correct? One of you were betraying me. And then, yes. who, and then who was it? Judas. He, Why? G Jesus already knew. Wait, I think it was Peter, too. No, it was not. It was, brother. My teachers told me that. Peter jumped in on that? He got in on that action with Judas? Yeah. No, Peter, like, he was the one that um, Jesus told him he would deny him three times. 
Oh, wow. Okay. We're getting to the bottom of this. This is good. This, uh, what, this is good. Uh, you guys are uh, giving me a good little refresher. Then, then, then how does it go? What Then what happens? Um, Daddy, today at school, we got three band-aids about Jesus. And it's because when Jesus died, he fell three times. He fell three times. Mm-hmm. Okay, was this carrying why the was cross. he why was he carrying the cross? What was going on there? Um, so like the soldiers were making him carry the cross, but when somebody came over and was about to leave, the soldiers said, Help Jesus, or we'll arrest you too. Okay, so so the soldiers were trying to get people to help Jesus. Is that what was going on? What what was the name that uh, the I don't know, the street or whatever he was on? It was the it was oh. the mountain of whatever. Okay, we got to figure it out. It was that. the mountain of um, Calvary. Mm. Oh, right, Calvary. Mount Calvary. Wow. Mount Calvary. Yeah. Okay. Calvary. All right. Let's. This is getting good. What else is going on over here? I feel like we're sort of partially in Choose Your Own Adventure and then sort of partially like doing this uh, whole, you know, Jesus story. So give, give me some more. Give me some more of what, what's happening. So you said you got three Band-Aids today at school? Yeah, because Jesus felt. Three times. Three times, okay. One, and, two, three. And what was the first? He fell the first time. How? Did, who was there the first time? I forgot. They didn't tell us about that, but they just got us three band aids. Three band aids. Also interesting, uh, and uh, you know, Peter denying USA. And I don't, I don't know where. I don't think the USA was anywhere around at that point, but. It was coming about uh, 2,000 years later, as you know. But uh, anyway, that's a whole other story for another day. <laughs> We're here uh, getting the, the, the lowdown from uh, from a 7-year-old and a 9-year-old. And trying to keep these guys on track, we've done a pretty decent job so far, Dowd. Uh, so uh, there is, uh, there is uh, that. Okay, I like so, that USA, um, USA. You know, if, the, if, if SEAL Team 6 had been in the Garden of Gethsemane, it would have gone differently. <laughs> yeah. uh, three, Peter denying three times, and then... Three times. Uh, sorry, we got to shut that off. Uh, I don't know why that's playing. It's, uh, Eddie, man, <laughs> another Eddie uh, that's in there. And then what happened? What happened after that? Are you talking to me? Uh, I think so. Yes, I'm talking to you. After Jesus fell three times, and um, when the guy helped him and he got up, then they nailed Jesus to the cross, and then like. So wait, wait. Why did they do that though? What you didn't tell me what what did Jesus do? Um he did nothing. Um they just um thought Jesus was bragging all the time cuz he was like the king and they didn't believe that he was the king. He wasn't okay. he wasn't bragging. I said, he was I said though like brag though saying like he was bragging but he was not. Okay. It was actually helping. No. Unless, unless it will be like this. Hey, look at this. I did this. So that's what I did, and I'm better than you. But he didn't He didn't say that, though. He was yeah. just trying to kind of give him a, he was just trying to clue him in to what, what's going on, you know, how you can get, you know, like eternal life. And like, like uh, I'm your dad, but am, am I am I the father? Who's the father? God. God. Okay, D-O-D. So, so, so not me, huh? You're one of our fathers. Oh, one of them. Okay, got our it. Our second father's God. Okay, got it. And a grandfather. Oh, wow. There's a great father. You got a lot of them. You're, you come from a long line of men. Men, men, men. Men, 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 men. Yeah, anyway, that's a whole other thing. You're on USA. Da, 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 da. Yeah, I don't know what that is. All right, so anyway, okay, so what happened? He got up there, Mount Calvary, and 
Um, I know you guys went to, uh, I'm so sorry that you guys had to go and listen. How was church Sunday? How was that? I mean, I, uh, I didn't go. I know you guys went. Did you guys uh, participate in the whole like weird little thing that goes on? You're like, Brabus, Brabus, give us Brabus. Did that make you feel weird when you guys were saying that? No, we weren't saying Brabus. You yeah. didn't say that one? We, we were in the car. Oh, yeah. that's good. Oh, did you guys listen in? You guys yeah. listened in? We, we listened in because... um. Did it go long? It was a long church, but also... Um, Palm Bruce, Sunday is painful. It was, I mean, uh, it, it's notoriously painful. It's like an hour and a half of pure pain. It seems like you've got this... I don't know that you need to retread the story too many times because it seems like you guys kind of got it down. We were in the car because we'll have personal stuff with them. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh. pooping. Okay, well, I appreciate that. We can limit that. Uh, right there i appreciate the uh, i'm sure i'm sure he's appreciating that <laughs> got ourselves a little fight in there as to what's uh, uh by the way that is uh fcc compliant there so we're we're all good to go so i'm glad we made it that i'm glad there wasn't other words that were being tossed around uh and all that okay so okay jesus gets crucified nailed to the cross and, and, the, he, and then what goes on i mean what are we what are a, we talking about here a few hours later then jesus says his last word and his last breath his last breath breath yeah you're reading Excuse the words in your me. head i'm sorry i didn't mean to correct you okay uh, and then and then he, and then he dies and then what happens Three days later, then these three girls was bringing stuff to Jesus's temple, and then he wasn't there. What? And Where then, did he go? He got to heaven. Yeah, and no, then what? Wait, not heaven. That was like one day later. No, yeah. it was not. It was he was like on Earth for like two more months. Oh, what? Well, what is that about? I don't. I've never heard. What is it? I don't even know what that is. But anyway, okay, three days later, then what happened? Um, then um, the angel tells them that Jesus is not here. Oh. He has risen from the dead. What? It's heavy, man. What do you guys think about that? I love it. Yeah, is that a great, is that a good one? That's a good story? Yeah, but he's going to die again. What? Yeah. What? He's going to die on Easter. No, no, he's risen on Easter. Oh, right. Easter, yeah. So this is a great story. Like, there's like a, a happy ending here. Uh, yeah, that's happy ending. Yeah, is it? And also a sad one. Yeah, but I mean, also a happy one too. You know? mm -hmm. I mean, it doesn't have to be happy or sad. It's just, it just is, right? Just is. Do you guys, do you guys feel pretty good about the the whole story? Um, yeah, I have a question though. Why do they call it Good Friday? Uh, good question. Uh, why not ask I'll the? Say the it. Why don't you ask the Dow three thousand? Oh, you want to take a stab at this one first, there, uh, young one. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, they call it they call it Good Friday because Jesus gets um killed on Good Friday, and like that's when you're like mostly praying to Jesus after school and in the morning. And at night, like stuff. Yeah, and what else do you... Okay, so it's like, are you trying to say, like, being good on that day? Like, there's a fast that goes on, right? Yeah. You guys, you guys aren't going to eat anything at all. You guys... What did you give up for Lent for, you know? You guys gave up... Me? This, YouTube, and that's it. Yeah, how'd that go? Did you make it? Yeah. You Are you going to make it? Yes. Really? Yeah. What, did they, what did giving up uh, YouTube do for you? How'd that, how'd that make your life better? 
Do you think it made your life better? Is this is this I a? Don't know. Do you really feel? No, I, I'm asking. I'm asking the big guy now. What do you think? I know. I was on YouTube a lot, and I think I've done better. Okay, can you get closer to the mic? Because uh, I was on YouTube a lot, and I think I've done better. Okay, but does that, has has that improved your your life at all? Is your life better off without YouTube, or you know you're missing it? You you're, you have a hankering for YouTube like nobody's business. What 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 which is it? My life's better off without YouTube. Really? Wow. Are you sure about this? Yeah. Very mature. Wait, are you sh you're you're nine? Are you are you absolutely positive? Like your life? I don't know. I don't know about that. I'm I'm gonna second guess you here. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do, I'm gonna go Peter on you. Go full Pedro. I'm gonna doubt you three times. Deny you three times. What do you think? Is your life really better without YouTube? Really? Yes. Because whatever you see, you can't unsee. Okay. I have to say it too, you know. Oh, I didn't ask you, but you you love the mic. It's just uh, you love the mic so much. You got Mike and Ike's. There you go. Uh, there you go. Part of your like. Easter. Like Mike and Ike. Psych. Trike. Bike. Like. Truck. Okay, we'll stop right there. <laughs> we that could go into a disastrous direction very quickly. Um, <clears throat> yeah, we're uh, here live in the Giva five forty seven here on a um, Wednesday, right? Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah, you guys are laughing because you know the words that would have been coming. Sam's like <laughs> of the age where those those words come out, and and let's not forget, there's a whole entire Christmas story. Yes, an actual Christmas story dedicated Christmas. to. Yes, we're not we're not into Christmas right now. We're we're at a different time. Not of yet. Day. Not yet. Stop there, please, please stop. Hey, yeah, we don't we don't need the sound effects. We do need the sound. No, effects. we don't. Okay, so what did uh, what did you give up for? Um, you're gonna rotate that mic and break it, and then and then you're gonna have a bad a bad bad Easter. I can assure you of that. Okay, so <clears throat> that's that's my stuff. You respect my stuff, please. Okay. Thank you. Perfect. Okay, so very quickly, what did you give up for? I gave up drinks and I only drink water and milk. How did that go? Good. And I also did called... you win? Did that make your life better? Are you better off without all the other drinks? Yes or no? Yeah, and I cost so like truly, are you I... actually better? I don't know that you truly are better. I, I really I really wonder he, if Dad, he is not better without because he said as soon as um went over, he's gonna drink Coke all day. <laughs> are you really gonna go? Yeah. Really? Yeah, we, we, again, the sound effects are just too much, and I'm an old all, man. All day drinking Coke. I'm sure your mother will really appreciate the effects yeah, of that. Uh, <laughs> okay. All right. There we I, go. I also could only watch Jesus videos, but I haven't watched it for a long time. But I haven't um watching things. He was yeah. He was watching YouTube Kids. Okay. Yeah, I could watch Jesus on it. Okay. I do see that you guys have a lot. I, I do... I do see all the things you see. Do you know how I see all the things you see? Do you know? You have our phones. What? Uh, I don't have your phones. You're connected to them. <laughs> what? What is connected that? Connected to them. Well, I'm in that way. I'm sort of like, I guess in that way, I'm sort of like your other father, right? Right? God, the Father, because He sees all things, knows all things. You're not like God. Well, in the on the iPhone, I can be because you know I have a full history of what you're looking at. I think that's no, important. you can't. Oh yes, I can. Oh no, you can't. Okay. Well, you can only be a father that could see on a phone. Yes, God okay. could see with his eye, eyes without a phone. He's got his hand pointed up and he's promulgating on the microphone. I think we uh, found the next uh, star of talk radio in 2045. Wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. Or or the next Jim Jones. We're still we're still. Yeah. <laughs> 
Before he's getting the entire population. Okay, so uh, lay it on us, Sam. Uh, you've got your Choose Your Own Adventure books. My, uh, me too, you know. Yes, I know. We, no one's going to forget about you. Trust me. I mean, and we know that if any case anybody might have forgotten about you, we know that you will make them remember you. So uh, better yet, uh, Sam is a little bit, uh, <clears throat> uh, I don't know, use a word for it. But uh, Sam, what do, you, what do we got on the Choose Your Own Adventure book? So what are we going to do for uh, Easter? Are you going to? Get through one of those, two of those, three of those Ooh, books? Probably six. Probably, right? Are, are those... These books are only take like 30 minutes to read. Are they addictive? Yes. Yeah, but know. you kept making him read. You guys want to say, uh, you, you guys want to say a little quick prayer on the air? You guys want to do your morning prayers, evening prayers? You, yes, you want to yes. say, is this a chance for you guys to reach out to the uh, the marketplace here in the 505? 505. Do we do, do you... like the prayer like after school? Whatever you think. What do you think? You want to do your after school prayer? You guys want to do your morning prayer? Um, I want to do my night How about night prayer. After school for me. Let okay. me go first. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, why don't you go? <clears throat> we'll go youngest to oldest, I suppose. Yeah, go ahead. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed thou amongst women, and blessed fruit of thy one Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother God, pray for sinners now in the hour of death. Amen. In name of the Father and Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Um, this is my nighttime the prayer that we usually say. Okay. It's um, blessed are you, Lord our God, creator of the universe, who brings sleep to you my eyes and slumber to my eyes. Hey, 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 wait, wait, just uh, let's 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 let the uh, the big guy uh, fly your, solo here. May it be your will, Lord my God, God of my ancestors, that I lie down in peace and that I arise in peace. Amen. 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 I feel like I feel turbocharged. I mean, you know, you don't have to be part of the whole crew to get the to get the feeling. Yeah, but we don't. We're not uh, doing heavy D and the boys on the mic. That. Uh, okay, so finally, yeah, you start doing that. And I'm going to stick you in another studio entirely, and you'll be DJing and in a place where uh, you can repeat yourself, and then they'll just Yay. record you. No, that's not a good thing, actually. All right, so do you want to do my my morning prayer? What you want to do, the Jesus Lord? Yes, please. All right, we'll do that, and then we'll send people off. You want to wish everybody very quickly before we do this a uh, happy, happy Easter. Happy Easter, everyone. Happy, happy Easter, everybody. Have a good Easter. Have a good Easter. Have a good Easter. Yeah, and uh, of course, uh, Hallelujah! Right, he's risen. Right, you guys love hallelujah. We don't say Hallelujah until Easter. Oh, okay. Wow, rules, boy. Good, good Catholics here, D Dowd. Uh, how how fierce, the mighty fierce Catholics? How, how the mighty have fallen? Huh? You got you got. Uh, I'm uh, not falling. No, me, uh, Dowd, and uh, you know the the broken wings guy, uh, Eddie uh, here. Your dad, pops. You know, rock of talk. That guy. The Pledge Allegiance. No, we're not going to do that. Uh, <laughs> Pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic. What, give me the top. Nazi give me the top five. Give me the top five countries. I don't even know them. The only one I know is America. No, you. Oh wow. I I won't even. You, I that was so perfect. <laughs> I don't even. I will not even touch this. All right, I'll do this. Uh, how I'll do the morning one. Jesus, Lord, I offer you this new day because I believe you and love you. Hope all things in you. Oh, see, I told you. I told you we're gonna break my mic. And we thank you for your blessings. I'm sorry for having offended you and forgive everyone who's offended me. Lord, look at me, live in me, give me peace and courage and your humble wisdom so that I may serve as others with joy and be pleasing to you all day. Amen. All right. Uh, you guys can leave it down. Just let, let it there. Just rest. Let's not try to 
fix uh, what is beyond your pay grade right now. Yeah, so the mic came down, but uh, that's the least disastrous seven and nine year old debut down. down I think it went very well. Very yeah, well. I think it yes. didn't, didn't do well. So I guess uh, uh, the big one's getting all over the little one. We, we might, hopefully we won't hear any cuss words. Um, yeah. Uh, just to answer the question of Good Friday, uh, apparently I've, I've been digging up a little bit online here. In Old English, good, the word good could also mean holy. So it was a way of saying Holy Friday. And in the more modern era, mm. Christians, English and American English speaking Christians have basically considered it good because without Christ's sacrifice, of course, there cannot be the resurrection. Without mm. Christ's sacrifice, you could not have the assumption of all of humanity's sins taking upon his shoulders the sins of humanity. So, yes, a, br a brutal day, but uh, ultimately the victory was achieved. So in that sense, it was good. There we go. All right. Uh, we got all that cleared out. Uh, hour three commercial free. You and me and the Dowd makes three. Three thousand right here in the Kiva. On AM 1600 KIVA, BQ.FM, com. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in here on this hump day on April the 13th. And we'll be back for Hour 3 next.
This is The Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque. This is The Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque. on the Rock of Talk, AM 600 FM, rockoftalk.com. Hour three, you and me, and the Dowd makes three, 3,000 uh, right here in the Kiva. You can check us on directly at Roku TV, Amazon Fire, and Apple TV. Yes, we're all technological like that. You can also catch us uh, on Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Spotify, and download our apps at rockoftalk.tv and rockoftalk.com. Or how about some put, putting some pennies in uh in uh, D-Dowd Muska's pocket every single day by uh, pennies a day at uh, rockoftalk.chat. Lots to get to. A fast and furious uh, third hour, chock full of news uh, that uh, we are going to get to. I just had, um, I don't know what that egg is called, a kinder egg. Have you ever had one of these uh, kinder eggs, uh, Dowd? No. You might want to look this thing up. Uh, it's, um, I have a sweet tooth, or at least I did one time ago. Now, now I have a beans and chili tooth. If I see beans and chili, better than anything else, it's just, uh beans and chili it's just what it is my parents uh actually made a rare stopover yesterday and um i don't know why but they did and that was that was nice i gotta say i really appreciated that and guess what they had they had beans and chilies from padilla so i'm like oh you guys gotta go so i always eat at monroe's because that's the only time i ever eat out is generally pretty much speaking over there and and these kids love their uh what, what did you guys get you guys got some cheetos right um I got the Cheetos because he doesn't like flaming hot. He doesn't like flaming. You like flaming hot, huh? Yes. You also like, you also like peppers on your on your pizza now, and then you also do chili too. I mean, the, the guy is uh, he's he's coming into his own. It puts uh, <clears throat> you know anyway. Um. So so there you go. I just uh, that's just but you got to check out these Kinder eggs, Dowd. Oh, yeah, it's um, interesting. It looks very yeah, interesting. They're they're not too sweet, and uh, but as sweet as I get is I put a couple of. Uh, lint chocolates beginning and i stick them in a black cup of coffee because i can't have any cream i don't do any cream in anymore in anything at all so it's part of what i do jerky cream i think i've told everybody like how the whole thing goes and that's the only thing i have 70 percent plus cocoa and uh boom i'm good to go but boy i just tried one of those kinder eggs it was standing in front of me had to have it and 
You got to get one of those uh, for Easter. Uh, a a chocolate egg surrounding a yellow plastic capsule with a small toy inside. I did not get the toy. I got the stuff, and I doubt whatever what the toy was or is or where it went. I doubt the kids will remember what it is. Uh, either. <laughs> uh, made by the Italian company uh, Ferrero since 1974. Oh. Uh, let's Surprise toys have become collectible for adults, and 30 billion Kinder Surprise eggs have been sold worldwide. 30, 30 billion? Billion with a B. What? <laughs> Popular product. 30 billion of these eggs have been sold? My goodness. That can't be, that can't be right. They've, they've, I, I just think what can't be right is that there's any company in Italy that actually sells a product that anybody wants. But okay, all right. Hey, hey, oh, what these guys are doing? You know, a lot of problems know. in Italy. Yeah. How, how many governments has Italy had since we went on the air earlier today? Uh, Berlusconi, <laughs> what are they at? 74, I think, uh, here since the beginning, the turn of the century. Just... My nephew is one quarter Italian, so save your cards and letters, ladies and gentlemen. Part of what I'm doing, uh, we're going to be covering uh, La Ventura. Uh, Jim Hammond and I, as well as Divorce Italian Style, both set on the uh, the beautiful island of, <clears throat> excuse me, the islands and the the area there of Sicily. Oh, I'm you're Sicilian. Yes, I'm Sicilian. Sicilian. Right. Sicilian women. Yeah, I'm not going to go there, but you know, we we're going to cover that. Uh, we got uh, Sic Sicilian wine um, from uh, Etna, which uh, is very interesting. Uh, so and very good. Uh, so we'll be covering that. Uh, the book of the week is Henry VIII. Um, yeah, uh, Saturday's in the salon. Uh, Jim's suffering, so uh, he's not going to be able. He's he's been going through a lot with his his knee and all. But uh, Henry VIII, I didn't realize he the man had been married and divorced six times. Uh, yeah. The guy, such a good guy, such a good guy, and I actually mean this uh, uh, sort of in an admirable way. When the church would not give him a divorce. He created his own church. You gotta <laughs> admire that on some level. <laughs> Maybe well, not in this Catholic state, but uh, well, you know. <laughs> well, only Midwesterners stay together through the pain. You know this, right? I mean, they could hate each other for the rest of their life. And Midwesterners, once they're married, they they could they sleep in separate beds, be another. They, but they're they're not going to get a divorce. No, no. It doesn't matter if they're from the Midwest. They just they just don't do it. They're just. Got to work the farm. Both well, both people are needed. You know what it is? <laughs> they got the big four, the forearm farm, farm forearms. Uh, let's see the music. Oh, we got all that stuff. So I'll cover that a little bit later. We got a lot, lot to get to here in uh, this hour. Doubt, including. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, well, I wanted to get into, we, we hadn't had time because uh, this happened on Monday, and right. uh, I'm, I'm a little behind myself just with the computer crash yesterday that I'm and happily IRS, uh, recovered. Well, that's not helping either. That, that We're yeah. still not quite done with that. But on Monday, the federal Congress came to town uh, in Santa Fe, and, and I don't think Ooh. the mainstream media covered this too much, Eddie. It seems like our... Our friends at Source New Mexico always looking out for, oh, uh, yeah. let's see, uh, the discrimination against uh, marginalized communities. That's what they're really, really focused on. But this was the House Committee, uh, U.S. House Committee on House Administration came to Santa Fe on Monday for an actual hearing. And let me tell you, this was a, a turnout of the rogues gallery. Uh, Lonely Girl was there. Oh, uh, sure. Teresa Legere Fernandez was there. Uh, the I guess the four people on the panel on one of the panels was someone who uh, a native activist, 
Uh, Heather Ferguson from Common Cause. Ugh. Oh, boy. Uh, Maggie Toulouse-Oliver, need I say more. Uh, all, and, all the uh, usual suspects oh, all slumped together. I, I happen uh, to like uh, Heather Ferguson quite a bit. but uh, oh, well, yeah. she, She's been in the studio a lot, and then you start breaking her up. Well, obviously, for obvious reasons, Dowd. Uh, and yeah, then I, I you, you kind of uh, break out into the politics, and it's all over but the crying. <laughs> uh, and then bad. the fourth one was, uh, I'm sure whichever way I'm about to say it will be the wrong way like Sandra and Sandra, uh, either Andrea or Andrea Serrano. <laughs> now, I, I'd seen that name before, but I, I didn't. I had to look her up. Uh, Albuquerque native mm-hmm. who works for Olay. Olay. Uh, Olay. Now, for many years, I have said that Olay stands for Our Lousy Economy in New Mexico. That's my, that's my joke about uh, Olay. Uh, her roots in uh, uh, here because you had uh, a mm. far left Democrat oh, and, and real activists. You know, they never, they didn't bring any of people who think maybe oh. way we think on some of these issues. So uh, Olay, uh, Andrea or Andrea Serrano, her roots in political activism began with her mother who was on a picket mm. line while pregnant with Andrea mm. or Andrea. Now the thing is, it's like Al Gore. Remember Al Gore being sung by his parents of the union songs off to sleep at night, a, a young Al Gore at the Ritz Carlton his tough life in Washington, D.C., as the old man would sing the union songs to him. And then somebody figured out that those union songs hadn't been written when Al Gore was young. Oh, but, uh, you you, you got to link your, your lineage to unions on the left. It's, it's like the watercolor in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> Misty, candy-colored memories. Uh, her father, of course, was a state representative in the late 1960s. Uh, she's been an activist all her life, and she's always used writing, poetry, and theater as a mm. way to connect arts with activism. Thank you. So uh, very yeah, representative. You mean, you mean uh, art with activism? <laughs> okay, but yet she is like married into the, uh, or excuse me, she's hatched, if you will. From <laughs> yes, the, yes. You, you're not birthed anymore. If you're from the <laughs> left, you're hatched. That's uh, true. From out of a kinder egg. Yes. It's, it's almost as if you are offending somebody if in you in any way, shape, or form had a better birth than them. So now you just have to be hatched because. Who knows? And men, women, any, anybody can have, you know, children nowadays. But she comes from a long line of hierarchical uh, Democrat Party domination. Well, you know, it's interesting. I mean, I've always thought, you know, I thought for a long time that, uh, you know, the left is hatching their act because they seem to just proliferate in, in incredible mm. numbers. Maybe they're they emerge from a laboratory more than the, the, the natural way. Yes. Uh, so Lonely Girl, uh, she's known as Lonely Girl on this program, uh, uh, affectionately known as Lonely Girl. Uh, Melanie Stansbury, whose entire Twitter feed has nothing but pictures of herself doing things alone, which is not really... Does she have a boyfriend? Is she, like, is, she like, is she the Ben Ray Lujan of the females? Like, we don't really... Like, we know that the gate is swinging in the direction that we think it's all swinging, but no one's... No one's talking about where the gate is swinging or if there is a gate anymore. Or, you know, anyway. Uh, it, Mr. Owl, could you please tell us about the romantic <laughs> life of Melanie Stansbury? The world will never know. That, that's, How that's many sticks does yeah. it take to get to the center? <laughs> so anyway, she said that the federal courts have been gutting the Federal uh, Voting Rights Act. There was a mm-hmm. decision by the Supremes a couple of years ago regarding that. So Lonely Girls ticked off about that. Our author, our little Austin, our soy boy Fisher at uh, uh, Source New Mexico said that state, he wrote that state legislatures across the united states are undermining uh, voting rights in the last year more than really 400 are. bills oh, 400 yeah. restricting voting rights have been introduced in all 49 states according to the highly unbiased and perfectly mm. objective 
uh, Brennan Center for Justice, one of the most uh, left-wing organizations. Yeah, you'll, uh, you mean the guy that, that was head of the CIA, and in addition to that, also <laughs> speaks a uh, full and complete uh, dialects of, um, you know, jihad, jihad. Right? Uh, probably it's, relating more to Justin Justice Brennan yeah. many years ago, but m- okay. for all I know, it, it is the CIA <laughs> goons uh, organization. Okay, uh, Native Americans in particular. This is the, uh, what do they call it, the... the the hidden racism of, uh, was it, uh, dashed expectations. Uh, uh, Native communities have all sorts of obstacles, Eddie. Uh, Geographic isolation, physical and technological barriers. Really a lot. Uh, Apparently, our our Native Americans and our our indigenous community just not that bright and not able to They just had the wheel introduced to them last year. Uh, right, yeah, uh, and your your pal Ferguson, uh, she Ooh, said that some New Mexico politicians, I don't know if she named names, but they want to make it harder to vote uh, here, uh, and some of them are seeking to silence voters in uh, New Mexico. You mean the way they silence uh, Republicans and conservatives in the state? Yes. Oh, yeah. And I would love to see this report because I, I I'm going to have to go on online and, and grab it. She said that uh, Common Cause New Mexico have they've taken reports of voter intimidation and harassment in 2020. Uh, you know, you know, terrible trying to suppress that vote. How, how much did? Is that I when Eddie Aragon's were out there just suppressing all the votes? Oh, for, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Over the airwaves, that's it's, that's yeah. even worse. Uh, she has reports of intimidation in 2020 in Las Cruces, Albuquerque, Santa Fe, Farmington, and southeastern parts of the state. So I got to I gotta get that report and mm. uh, and see those. You know, we, we evil right-wingers, we were all out intimidating. A quote, we need greater protections, specific criminal legislation that will address it uh, to be a crime to intimidate or to harass our poll workers who wow. are just there Trying wow. to count ballots. Throw those guys and throw away, lock them up and throw away the key. Huh? Heather was coming in hot at the hearing mm. up, in, up in Santa Fe. Uh, yeah, incidentally, of course, not the way she looks. Uh, right uh, uh, every time I voted in New Mexico, the uh, the, the party affiliation of the, of the poll worker, every, 100 times out of 100, e. it's been Democratic. So, e. um, and then specifically, we need to try to address these intimidation tactics, which include caravans of vehicles that were blocking our polling locations throughout New Mexico. Wow, I I'm unaware of any of that. I'm I need to get my consciousness really raised. All right, back to our Ms. Serrano uh, of OLA, our lousy account uh, economy. Uh, she's the executive director down there. She's also a co-chair uh, of the National Committee of the Working Families Party. Mm. Um, now this is where things the, I mean, the unofficial third party of New Mexico. I, yeah, exactly. Uh, but still more powerful than the Republican Party. Uh, she said that the uh, in New Mexico, structural racism mm. and economic inequality, not just in New Mexico, but uh, throughout America, uh, they hinder voter participation. Quote, the question of who has the structural power to change, participate in, and benefit from our economy, social norms, and the electoral system uh, are the key indicators of whether or not our democracy is inclusive. While there are many factors that contribute to low voter turnout among people of color, it's important that we do not pigeonhole voters as apathetic or uninformed. I mean, some real wisdom from Ole. Uh, she also said that uh, one of the reasons people don't go to the polls, they're facing barriers because of misinformation. Latino voters especially need trusted messengers to interpret misinformation. That's not racist. Boy, those Latinos, they're all sorts of stupid. Yeah, sounds like to me. <laughs> low, low IQ Latinos. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so all the uh, the, the uh, 
the silver hair ponytail cloud and the, uh, you know, white liberals out there who are going to help uh, Latinos uh, sort of uh, understand who to vote for. I get it. Well, I just wonder who her mother, you know, she was she was born an activist on the picket mm. line. Was someone uh, interpreting and, and dealing with misinformation that her mother might have been getting and her father Clearly. as a state representative because they were Latinos. And I yeah. guess all Latinos are kind of dumb. They can't filter Excuse through me. the yeah. nonsense from from fact. And w- I, I love this. I mean, people toss around the word Orwellian, Eddie. Uh, uh, we're 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 really in Orwell world. Uh, Latino voters need trusted messengers to mm. interpret misinformation all right let me stop here i think this is important you can take a deep deep breath uh, there Dad muska and uh <clears throat> let me say this in order to get this far gone and this mentally deranged and, and and it is mental illness folks this is a collective mental illness that occurred right? monday you said yeah monday <clears throat> this is a uh, cataclysmic mental health event that where everyone is it, like one of those games where you're like all playing telephone, but the only information that's coming into the telephone is the information that they allowed to begin with. And the only people that are allowed to play the telephone game are the very people who would believe the information that's coming in that are going to tell other people. And the only people that have the credibility on that particular subject are the people that they believe that that can tell them what they have heard on the telephone. So you have like three points of trust and potential trust breakdown, none of which get challenged, 100% of which is uh, homogenous, meaning that all the information that is starting at the beginning and at the end is basically one and the same, except for, of course, the stylized nuance of how they tell their story. And the only differentiation is also in the victimization, personal victimization story in all of these. Oh, Las Cruces. Albuquerque, there was one, for instance, where this needs to stop. What's over there is over here. And they literally get into a room and they, if they were to allow somebody like me to walk in there and straighten out their understanding of all this, they would never allow it because they would have to tar and feather me before I walk in. And just like the KOB story from yesterday that you all listened to. And the moment that you heard it is like, he's DQ'd on this, 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 and this. Conservative talk radio host, uh, owner, blowhard, uh, man who has a long uh, connection to heritage, uh, D-Dowd Musk, uh, wh- whatever. It's like, there's the tar and feathering that happens. There's literally no dissension. There is no differentiation. This is just a group of people who are getting together to tell you the way the world is. And when they, they do it, they do it in numbers. So if it's all these, Maggie Toulouse, Common Cause, like these are all really you know, cards of the, the, the same color and, and, and shade. I mean, literally it's 100% even the only difference is, is the, uh, uh, the difference differentiation and the victimization story that they're all telling each other. And that's really it folks. They're telling the same story. And this is all, this is how propaganda continues to exist. Eddie, I got to, I'll tell a, a, a personal story and then I'm going to ask you a question as a New Mexico sure. native. Um, I have a, well, I haven't spoke to him in some time because he's been in federal prison for a while. Uh, he was a political activist in our our beloved Nevada. Uh, the U.S. Senator Dick Bryan, he also mm. was gov- governor yeah, of Nevada. Yeah. He had a, I think it was a birth control event in a heavily Latino Hispanic community in Las Vegas 
oh god this must have been over 20 years ago and my buddy steve uh who was uh socially conservative active in the republican party very active in getting kenny gwynn uh, uh, elected governor, which in retrospect was not that great a call. But anyway, uh, so Steve is a Steve is a bomb thrower. He actually used to be a cameraman for the Merv Griffith, Griffin show. Really no. interesting guy. Uh, no. Ended up going to federal prison because he was helping fix elections in a homeowners association in a wealthy part of greater Las Vegas. But we don't need to go into that. Uh, he went to this birth control meeting, uh, you know, uh, what they call it, like town meeting on, on birth control and, uh, you know, reproductive issues that the senator had put on in a heavily Latino community. And so there was a Q&A part at the end. And obviously, most of the attendees were of the Hispanic Latino persuasion. And so this very, very white guy named Steve got up to the mic and he said, hey, um, Senator Bryan, I'm just curious about why you would have this uh, event in this here community uh, in, in terms of the ethnic and racial makeup, you know, all the really heavy, really rich white sections of Metro Las Vegas. I've, I've never seen you had any do anything about birth control in those communities. Don't you think what you're doing is a little racist? And that's that's fighting on the level that the left fights on. No, most Republicans I know, no balls to go do that in public. No, not even the thought of doing that and exposing the racism of the people who say they're fi they're fighting racism. So uh, I've always admired Steve for that. I think he's out of federal prison. I probably should drop him an email. Um, that's guts. That's somebody seeing these people for who and what they are and challenging them publicly. My question for Eddie Aragon is, why do so few people of the Hispanic persuasion who might learn about this event in Santa Fe, the the condescension and the bigotry that it was that was sort of expressed toward the Hispanic community in the state, people here are too dumb, they need interpreters because they'll fall prey to misinformation. That is remarkable condescension, remarkable bigotry. And why do people not see it? Why are people not pointing that out? Uh, why aren't Republicans, for example, pointing that out, given that these were all Democratic Party activists slinging this hash up in Santa Fe? What is it going to take to break through that and let people in this state, which is 49.9% Hispanic, know that there's that level of, I would say, tr true racism and bigotry? I think there's a level of shaming that goes on um, within the Hispanic community um, from leaving the plantation, whether that's, oh, you think you're better than us or what? what who do you think you are voting? We have always voted Democrat. Don't you know? You know, all oh, those Republicans are a bunch of rich white people. You know, oh, those, those, if you're not voting Democrat, the, they're for the people, bro. No. So there's like this gang mentality that I think that happens, but I think it's been, you know, diluted to a, to a larger extent, um, far more than I think is it often expressed in elections or maybe in public, uh, popular opinion, which somehow is conveyed through minute opinion pieces in the journal or 30 seconds of. Uh, an editorial angle from Ramirez, Chris Ramirez, or somebody else. So I think it's all command and control. So I think to answer your question, I think a little bit more directly as opposed to describe some of the things that are symptoms that are really causation and vice versa. I mean, what I just described to people, if you're following along, hopefully you can. Um, <clears throat> I'm not being condescending. It's just, it's a, it's a complex uh, question that you're asking. Like, what is it going to take? Um, well, you're going to need someone who is a bomb thrower <laughs> here, right here. <laughs> You're going to need someone who's going to have to understand things from both sides of the aisle right here. There, there you go. 
um, you're going to need to uh, enable that uh, individual to speak on behalf of all people, not just a finite group of people, uh, meaning that is the prevailing majority opinion. And I think that we know that it exists, but the suppression is so incre incredibly weighted um, from TV and everywhere else that that is there. And I think, you know, <clears throat> for Hispanics, by and large, we're talking about, like Rush Limbaugh would say, and I said it yesterday too, the low information voter, you're going to have to find a way to get better and more information to the people who are ultimately affected in the midst of their quote unquote busy lives. Uh, and they're going to have to be not okay with being dependent uh, any longer. So I think there's just a little bit one too many variables in the midst of this equation to, to, to give you a, a more direct answer, but it's going to take a mix of all that. And it, the, the pain threshold somehow in New Mexico just cannot be exceeded uh, for whatever reason. And I think ultimately for as miserable as, as we are and we don't know it, it's like we aren't experiencing maybe one-tenth of the pain that we need to, uh, which means that it will never come. <laughs> like, we're, we're only 10% of the pain that we could probably tolerate. If you tell everybody that they're going to go ahead and get food rations from the state of New Mexico and you have to wear masks and, you know, you can only drive your car on Monday and Thursday, I'm kind of of the opinion at this point that New Mexicans just might do all three of those things and do it without complaining and then telling other people that they also need to do the very, the very same thing. And if they don't do it, then they're not good New Mexicans. They're not good Hispanics. They're not good. Uh, what, what you hate Michelle Lujan Grisham. Why would you hate her? She's done everything good for us. So, uh, you know, they call them corridos for a reason, you know, these story hours uh, in Hispanic communities and they're passed on from one person to another and they're never the truth. Uh, uh, there's a large, uh, uh, you know, oral history in the state of New Mexico, I think that has, you know, been traversed and uh, by people who, uh, this is a great place to reinterpret history because people oftentimes, look, look at the Red Nation and what they've done because people oftentimes aren't educated, don't know about it. They are low information people. So when you are expressing things down like, oh, I can't wait, my, wait to get my hands on a book about the state of New Mexico history. Well, what you'll find there is what nobody else has found through multiple generations of living here, yet they all run around and, uh, and act like they all have written the book on New Mexico history because the last name is Gonzalez or Sanchez or Martinez or something like that. So you can't tell them what to do. What? You know, my kids are having a fun time with it all the time when they talk about Beavis. Like, are you, are you threatening me? Like everything is like, oh, no, bro. I'm going to leave you alone. So um, I feel like at the end of the, what was that? A movie called with Rodney, Rodney Dangerfield. And by the way, there's more comedians. If I say George, you're thinking of, I have to think Rodney is thinking of, like, it's, it's like every, if I think of Jerry, who am I thinking of? <laughs> Gilbert. Uh, no, Seinfeld, Seinfeld, Seinfeld. No, I'm just adding to the, yes. Oh yeah. Gilbert. Oh yeah. Okay. So I feel like at the end, what is for, you know, after that long winded answer, the, the, what is it going to take answer is it is not going to happen. And people have to be resolved to understand that they are not fruitless in the pursuit to try to make it happen. And I think you and I understand what that is and we can't stop trying, you know, like my kids are saying earlier, just don't, don't give up. So let's just keep giving up. I mean, let's just keep going and, and see if we eventually break through. Cause I, I don't know the answer to that question. I yeah. couldn't give you a straight up answer 
But all I know is that, you know, you've got no quit in me and I'm going to keep trying to do whatever I possibly can. And we're going to communicate what we can to as many people who want to listen. And um, we'll sort of see what it is. But everyone else's uh, pain thresholds seem to be increasing all the time. Uh, just when you think New Mexicans, you know, haven't bought into enough of the BS uh, crap coming from the Democrats. You know, I bring you May and June of 2022. Yes, just when we think we couldn't get any stupider. Here we are, ladies and gentlemen. Here's another couple of months right at you with new edicts and new things. And, you know, don't you know? It's just, well, and, and, and seems like I, it's I, I, you know, the whole woe is me, uh, mm. you know, why won't anyone listen Burritos. to me is, is very unappealing to people. And I'm not going to make that argument, but I will simply ask this question. Mm. Why are there not the resources in this state? And I'm talking about, I, I could name individuals, I could name organizations, and uh, I'll name one right now. Oh, Republican Party of New Mexico. I'm looking at their news releases. Let's see. They were honoring yeah, the firefighters. They're lamenting the passing of the governor's mother. Uh, why are you Why are you hearing what we've just been doc talking about, folks? Uh, Democrats, you know, politically, but, but liberal activist uh, progressives came to, national, came to Santa Fe and partnered up with their local flunkies in Santa Fe on Monday to basically send the message that Hispanic people are too stupid to right. be able to discern for themselves uh, how they should vote. That's clear, clearly what happened on Monday. Why are you hearing this from Eddie Aragon and D. Dowd Muscat and no other voice, no other organization in New Mexico? We have a long, long way to go to build the infrastructure to resist this kind of stuff. And there's an awful lot of people who, boy, they say they're fighting, but are they really fighting? Or do they even know this kind of stuff's going on? Are they courageous enough to say it out loud? Uh, I would suggest that we are, and we just did. Doubt, have you ever been to, sorry, I just, something just hit me like a ton of bricks and i know you have you ever gone to these like events where you'll find people who appear to be interested in what you're saying and then you ask them a question based upon what you were saying and they don't even i mean yeah they have no idea what they didn't even comprehend what you stated right <laughs> yeah, yeah, sort of sort of as if as if i wasn't paying attention to something that you were talking about you know you like you know you know when I am or when I'm not. Like it's pretty easy for you to discern that. Imagine the same scenario going into like a political event where a candidate is talking and just random people start showing up. And there's this one guy who has like half an arm and you know he pokes at me and he's like and he never listens to anything I say. Not once. He has showed up to one hundred percent of the events. He's always asking me just like weird questions that are like you know, sort of oblique to what I'm saying. I'm like, where did that come from? Where did that come from? And have nothing to do with what I was just communicating to a large, small group of people. That's there. And you sort of look at them. And what's really amazing about these people, they, they have an, an amazing uh, ability, like Mimi Cry, right? To sort of look as if they know everything that you just said. They, they are pulling it off so well. It's like, they're there like stroking their chin and, they're nodding in agreement, like almost at the right places. And then all of a sudden you stop what you're saying. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to do a quick check on this. And they don't realize how smart you are. And you turn around and you're just like, I don't think you understand what the F I was saying for the last right, 10 minutes. Right. You haven't listened to the same thing because you were too busy formulating what you were going to say instead of processing what I was right. telling you. Yep. And because of that, you missed out what I was teaching you. Mm -hmm. But I think the Hispanic community, I'm going to make a blanket statement and get in trouble here. 
but I think the Hispanic community is very good at miming uh, a level of attention just to be in the room at an event to be able to say that, oh, I was uh, Facebooking themselves here to pretend as if they are in the realm of whatever other people think or find important. So they don't know. So they have a tendency to instead follow, instead of following the logic or following something that would, uh, that should be followed. They ultimately just follow people who appear like they are appear to be in the know, uh, out in front who appear to be like, why do people, why does anybody follow Janice Arnold Jones? She's literally one of the stupidest people I know. She literally like, and, and there'll be a bunch of people who run around and act and walk and talk just like her. And it's like, you collectively are all incredibly stupid. All of you, you don't know what I'm talking about. You can't process and you can't even understand the problem. I mean, this is the woman who will literally usurp what's left of the amount of time in the room just so other people can't talk, even if she's not talking about anything or repeat, repeating herself because mm -hmm. she's so into the style of how she's saying, not what she's saying. There's no substance. It's just no. style of what it is. And I think there's so much of that in politics. Oh, were you there last night? Well, here's what I heard. And let's play telephone. And let me repeat the events. Like, I don't give a crap what was said because I know nothing was said. Nobody moved the needle. And there's none of these ideas that are actually the least been interesting. It's why you and I can avoid these events and avoid these, uh, quote unquote, uh, places that are, you know, having exchanges of policy or conflict or debates or opinion. And yet we still come out ahead because they will have exchanged nothing at the very same right. time where we're reading about the history or how we arrived at this particular point. You, you, you follow what I'm saying? Absolutely. I think, I think New Mexico, the land, the political landscape is littered with quote unquote people who are quote, who are know-it-alls, but don't know anything. They just know the right people to tap into. Michelle Garcia Holmes is another person like totally has a, and no idea about what you're talking about, but will come at you and say, Whoa, Oh, okay. Oh yeah. And then, and then talk and she'll have the hot buttons and the hot words but everything is completely and totally hollow and non-resonant because she has no idea what really is the core driving force behind it, which is why we don't move the needle because we continue to select people who are posers, pretenders, and people who will never amount to anything. I mean, they haven't invested anything. They got no put up, no show up, no show up, and they aren't going to get anywhere. And people, you know, see them as hollow. And this is why they don't attract money. This is why they don't win. And you're like, well, how do you continue to pick these bad candidates? Because you're just sitting here listening to this loud gonging noise that's in the room consistently. And what's what, what's the difference between the way it was 10 years ago and the way it is now? They're still making the same noises and they're just parrots that are repeating anything that they hear that sounds good to them. But they have no ability to actually hone in on the nucleus of what is important and how to solve something. Yeah, I, I think what I'm drawn to most about what you've been saying is I... I um, you seem to be hinting that, Ian. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but no, go ahead. The, the kind of obsession with the process-driven approach to things. Uh, or name-dropping. Name-dropping. Exactly. Uh, name-dropping, gossip, networking, checking the box. Did you donate yeah. to the campaign? How many yes. hours did you volunteer? Versus yes. are you really aware what we're fighting for right. here? And uh, you uh, Judeo-Christian folks, I believe your good book has something in the, about my people perish for lack of vision. And uh, my father's given me that quote all the time. <laughs> and uh, it, it, it's, uh, it, it, I think we're, we're coming at it from a much more principled and much more, dare I say, visionary approach. And you can be as process driven as you want. You're going to get nowhere uh, if you don't have a very bold, clear vision of where you want to go. Uh, and also the courage, the courage to take 
to move forward in that direction, regardless of what the consequences are, regardless of what Tessa Mentis is going to say about you, regardless of what your fellow political hacks are going to say about you, whatever, regardless of what Joe Monahan is going to write about you. And I won't, I've seen it in other states, Eddie, you know, I don't, I won't single out New Mexico for this. I think it's a pervasive problem on the center right in, in America. Uh, and uh, I, I wish I could find a way around it. It's not a problem that Eddie Aragon and Deep Dowd Muska suffer from though. <laughs> yeah. Well, we don't suffer fools and um, so many of them are, I'll, I'll be more explicit and more stated and uh, a little bit more direct and pointed in, in how I address this by util- utilizing uh, the two examples of this. All right. You have two people, you have Jay block. Okay. Bluster talking about he's never lost, you know, attacking all the other candidates, but really, you know, why are you running? What is it? Do you actually understand the problem? And, and he's doing his best sort of Eddie Aragon impression and then trying to get all these Patriots to follow him. And I think you would, you would, you would, you would agree with that. On the flip side of that, you have Greg Zanetti who won't toot his own horn, knows all these problems, understands paradigms, thinking, thinking at a, a, a different level, who doesn't have the ability to sort of attract it. And what are the Republicans attracted to? They're attracted to, to bluster and blast. And here's the, like, there's this ulterior motive that somebody is able to manipulate all these people to get them to pay attention to this other person instead of what they should be paying attention to. And who loses? All of us, because you're not actually focusing on what the problem is because you'd rather focus on someone who sounds as if he's addressing a problem because it's repeating and parroting everything that you think that you know something about that which you actually know. It's like why all these idiots are running around the state right? and they're still doing these rallies and Patriot things and all this. And I love that insofar as we'd actually understand that what are you addressing? It becomes a hollow gong every single time that you do it. Like get off the timer. We, we congregate 2.30, 5.30 on Wednesdays, Fridays. And oh, just because you just have something to... Pro- like, how different are you than, uh, what was the name of the uh, group that Obama put together? You know, oh. back in, you know, they used to show up at various places and they know what to protest or or people who union and picket and strike. There's, there's like no difference between the two. It's ineffective. Timing, reading the terrain and understanding when to strike and how to address things and not making yourself a target is probably the most important thing. This is why Ron Ketty likely could potentially slip through. And, you know, I mean... Why isn't I, I? I hate to say it, you know, given the the policy uh, positions, but the she's moving right, and a lot of people are liking her as Rebecca now. So I'm interested to watch it from that standpoint, from a bird's eye standpoint of view, and just watch how the whole race seems to come together. And Republicans once again are wrecking themselves. They're wrecking them. If you want to know what's what, how to get everything wrong, go with whatever the Republican Party has picked and selected. Okay. Remember, they were anti-me. What, what, what should they have been? Pro-me. <laughs> I mean, that's the perfect case in point. I'll, I will hold them accountable for that because there's like I did everything in my power possible, Dowd, to prevent myself from running, as you know. I mean, yeah. I did, and, and Dowd is ready to you know, hit the door. I'm out. I'm tired of you pulling politics. And this is not something I want to do. Or we have a radio show. Like, and I'm like, yeah, he's right. But, I mean, we, we can't just sit here and talk about this stuff and not jump in the game if nobody else is going to be jumping in the game. And the problem is, is so many times we're dealing with these Republicans who are, are driven by some other agenda. And I don't understand what it is. I think maybe they're just bored. A lot of old people who are bored looking for something to do, thinking they've got something to talk about. 
and uh, showing up at, at, at events and uh, asking you questions that have nothing to do with the real problems of New Mexico. And I think that that's about it as uh, quickly as we can put it in a nutshell. The top five from today, Dowd. What are they? Oh, yeah. Uh, Rockatalk.chat, ladies and gentlemen. Here are the, uh, the links that you chose as the most interesting. I uh, hope to get to this tomorrow. The uh, New Mexico Civil Guard uh, trial, oh, uh, such as it is. The, the, uh, the depositions, a uh, little weird uh, video that we could all uh, look at and wonder about. Uh, number two, the Boy Scouts, but they're not the Boy Scouts anymore uh went to a trip to uh, holloman air force base uh number three our beloved kelly at, at sandia national lab the woke kelly uh kelly, not kelly, working kelly, on kelly, nuclear kelly. weapons uh number four the bbc guide on how your toddler is racist and number five why does the united states hope to get to this tomorrow have such high mortality for kids and young adults some disturbing information we, we probably should try to get to this week all right. Sorry, see, I'm on the watch with Dowd. We're going to let Dowd set the agenda for tomorrow. He's a good man. He's uh, nice to be nice to me during this time, especially during this very stressful week. 6.45 on the button. Dowd is out. I'll continue here for the next uh, 15 minutes, and we'll jump into uh, some conversation here. I think uh, is that uh, Dictionary Dave in the Kiva. Go ahead very quickly, Dave. Are you threatening me? Oh, that's pretty good. That is actually good. Uh, that's not thank, you. thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Go ahead. Oh, um, so you earlier you were talking about uh, uh, voting, whatever, and um, might as well do this publicly. <laughs> I, I talk Vote, to, voting, hey. wh- voting, whatever. Yeah, voting, whatever. I really, yeah. I, I think that's a new uh, what, voting, whatever. dot com. That's perfect. Yeah, voting, whatever. That's that's basically what it is. It's right. uh, it's uh, a big game, a big scam. Um, but you had some problems in uh, during your your campaigning, I believe, with the. Uh, Having your uh, voice uh, uh, silenced, or even the the, uh, the knowledge of the existence of the candidate named Aragon silenced. So, I kill you. Yes, I, I called and gave uh, Bill Reem a an, what's called an actual constructive legal notice today on the phone. Oh wow! Uh, uh, meaning uh, whether he was aware or not previously, I made him aware of the what I called what I labeled I allege in the legal sense is political racketeering that uh, Cumulus Cumulus Media, KKOB Radio, and their uh, individual hosts uh, were involved in political racketeering. And so I gave uh, Bill Ream notice of what had been done to you and that I had taken two different um, admissions from two different staffers over at KKOB, both of them recorded referring to a memo in black and white from Jared Hart, the program manager, instructing uh, nobody at KKOB to uh, mention the name of uh, Eddie Aragon to avoid mentioning the name of Eddie Aragon, even in when discussing. You don't, don't use a, a double negative there. You want to make a make it a. You don't want to make a double negative. You mean everybody to not mention what, the way you. Yeah, that too. Okay. Are you threatening me? Are you threatening me? Yeah. That, okay. Yeah, that that too. That too. So. Um, I might as well make it public that uh, I gave an actual constructive legal notice to an elected official because uh, he, had, Bill Ream, had appeared like like there's a nonstop parade of elected officials and government employees that make appearances on KKOB radio. And since he did this morning uh, on their on their program, I uh, called up and took uh, exception to his appearing on there and being the content for KKOB to make money off of when it's my tax dollars and your tax dollars and everybody's tax dollars that pays for him to uh, be uh, on that radio station. Because if he wasn't an elected official, nobody would care what he had to say. But since he is and he's getting and he's uh, getting our tax dollars and spending our tax dollars, then it's my business that he's on a radio station that
that that has banned the mentioning of Eddie Aragon, and also they actually maintain. Here's another thing I don't know if you know, but they maintain an actual blacklist where they write down names of who is not to be allowed to call into any of their programs. And my my name has been on there for I don't know, like eight years or so. And and sometimes the hosts uh, obey Jared Hart, and sometimes they don't. So anyway, um, I just wanted to let you know and your listeners know that there's such a thing as an actual constructive legal notice and that uh, I allege that uh, KTOB and Cumulus Media is engaging in political racketeering. And I made that clear to Bill Ream, and I asked him to please don't, uh, if he's not going to address the issue with them of what I allege to be their criminal activity, then please uh, refuse any invitation to help them make money. I think that's well taken. I think that's good. Stay on the phone. I've got, uh, I believe the other Dave is probably the, the only two guys I know that hold on. This is really good, actually. I want to address this. Call you and keep it good. Yes, this is not H and Every Day. Hey, how are you? Go ahead. Very well, thanks. You have some outstanding young men. And I oh, my kids? You are talking about my kids? Yeah, I'm talking about your boys. Oh yeah, they're good. They're good kids. They are smart. Well, you talk to them like adults. They they start acting like an adult at an earlier age, and they retain everything. And uh, you know, they're just they're good men. They're they're very not trusting of people. So that's I, I'm glad I'm glad about that. That is a very good character of a person who understands how to take BS and separate it from everything else. Yep, yeah, I agree. I really do like the idea that they're into the books and all that stuff. Well, but they I, are. I think it uh, becomes tough. You know, sometimes these novel, like I'm a, I'm really not a Harry Potter guy. I'm not sure if you've seen the sort of, uh, you know, demonic uh, underground way in which, uh, you know, Harry Potter is putting out certain symbols and they carry on over into, you know, a lot of the, uh, satanic and uh, new world order symbols that are out there so that's all part of like i think part of the grooming that takes place and so they they're out of that and they get more into the c.s lewis stuff which is the best no doubt about it and uh you know and i have some fun with them with beavis and butthead and some other stuff too so you know we kind of do it we could we run the gamut but we stay away from those things that are sort of uh pathways to the uh, evil stuff and i think potter uh, can be construed uh, as being part of that. Anything else there, Dictionary, Dave? Oh, uh, yes. I will Very be. quickly. We've got uh, three other callers. and uh, In fact, I'll just get back to you. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll bring Dictionary Dave back. Uh, caller, you're in the Kiva. Go ahead. Hello. Uh, well, there you are. How many uh, uh, joints have you had today? Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, there we go. That was a waste of time. All right, Dictionary Dave, go ahead. All right, I would encourage your boys to keep their eyes out for the Macmillan College text from the 1930s and 40s and prior to, so that they can actually have an idea of what actually went on. The, um, the history books of uh, since the 1960s have been basically a whole lot of indoctrination. And so iPhone, really iPad, iTouch, and then there's a McMilling Learning ebook, and um, let's see what we have here. Yeah, these are good. Uh, see, that's the great thing about this. This is really good. So the International Higher Education, McMillan IHE, and then they have the uh, Student Store Render by Textbooks here, which is I'm assuming what you're going to. I don't even know. I have every single textbook that I've ever had, but um, is there some? 
titles that you want to put out there uh, that we should pay attention to? You said 50s and 60s history. Okay. Uh, one that I've still been working through is the backgrounds of conflict. It touches upon... Background, background what? Backgrounds in conflict. Backgrounds in conflict. Okay. All right. Okay. That one, it touches upon a number of college texts that are dated from 1941 back to the 1920s. There is also the... Uh, Kurt London, 502 pages. Uh, let's see. Ideas and forms in world politics. Kurt London. Okay. Are you sure you're not recommending this for me? It's kind of beyond my nine-year-old and seven-year-old. It may the the content may be a little bit thick for uh, young people. <laughs> However, for the adults, it, it it's a boil down. It's got all kinds of good stuff in there. Footnotes of other books of other different publishers from forty-one to uh, nineteen twenty and even okay. before. Right. Which it, it it provides a whole lot of stuff. I mean, if I actually had the library that this one book has, I would be awash in paper. Okay. Yeah. Have, you, really have you read this? Is this just something you heard from somebody? Tell me about this. Uh, have you read this? Yeah, I'm actually in the process. I've now gotten into uh, Italian fascism. I've learned the history of what was the root of German fascism, which basically was Prussian authoritarianism and all that, in the idea that they wanted to put the German Empire together, which was apparently not united. And then there's the Italian version, which is trying to unite the Italian peninsula from the states that were the various city states, Rome, all those other different places. Sorry, I don't have the book in front of me. Well, you don't need but, the book. <laughs> I appreciate it, Dave. I appreciate it. Anything else? Um. Read, read, I'm a, read. I'm almost afraid. Okay, yes, definitely read. I, I would totally agree with that. I feel like you're... Are you going to read all night tonight? I mean... I I read. I'm reading all the time. I've got my station of dictionaries. I've got my station of encyclopedias. I am so watching books right now that all I can do is look at the titles and go, I want to read that. 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 I've got a reference. Okay. Now then, next time I call into overwhelmed, how's that? I think it's funny now that you have the name Dictionary Dave and that I gave that to you. And I have, I've got a million thoughts in my head right now, but I'm, I'm going to let you be tonight because we're going to wrap the show on a positive note. <laughs> I appreciate your call, as always, uh, Dictionary Dave. All right. Uh, um, uh, DB Dave. Uh, DB, DB Dave uh, is back. Uh, okay, go ahead. DB Osan. You guys, Dictionary Dave loves to hear himself, and he wants to tell me, like, 
I don't know. I like the man. I'm not gonna lie. I, you know, I like the the the, the fact. It's just I, I don't need to know how many books you have to know how smart you are, and I don't know if that's the intent or what it is. But you know, I if half my audience is as bored to tears of that phone call as I was, then you know, then there's that at least. You know, anyway, it's just uh, you know how I am. <clears throat> right oh, oh my God, Dictionary Dave! Like it's just. It, Good Lord, get this guy off air. Like, it's just, the guy's just getting his ass handed to him. I'm like, I don't know. I'm I'm like, I have my hands in front of my face on Rock of Talk TV. I'm like, oh, Between the, the druggy guy who calls in at the end and Dictionary Dave, like, everyone just leaves the show. So, uh, reward governor uh, for her accomplishments with Cross, Las Cruces Sun News. I'm, I'm assuming this is uh, probably an ironic, uh, an irony piece uh, in the Las Cruces News Sun. Uh, Dow, check a look at that. Did listening? Thank you, Eddie, uh, for you and your beautiful boys sharing the life with your audience. They were brilliant. What a blessing as I cried and I laughed at the same time. Happy Easter to you and all of your family. He is risen. That is uh, from Therese. I believe. Uh, I don't know if I, how much I've heard from her. I opened the Rock of Talk app at 530 and I heard your boys, Eddie. Deeply enjoyed it, especially Go USA Rush. I mean, I had to stop it right there as soon as they go USA. President Reagan, President Trump would have loved it. Robin Hood. Text in uh, with that. Let's see. Yes, George, you're welcome. I got him off the air. I, that, not because you told me to, but because, like old America, great program. Hey, Wayne, Wayne, there's Wayne. Wayne's world is still around. Uh, the gospel from the mouths of babies. I have tears and the widest smile ever. People need to hear children. I mean, so why do you think I'm in such a good mood all the time? Great stuff with your kids, Eddie. There are no filters with children. It's refreshing to hear. Thank you again. That's from Jamie. Um, let's see what else we got from this today. Hey, I just sent you an email showing the letter I got in the mail from the DCCC. You want to read this letter and then choke on your vomit. Rear Rancher runoff election is complete. Incumbent Bob Tyler, former military and police officer, won 5644 over Joshua Antonio Jones. Joshua was a product of his indoctrination by Deb Holland to the political world. Total votes were 1135 in the very large Rio Rancho district. Oh, Eddie, you're the best med dad ever. Wow, that's very nice. It does. It matters that you say that, but it only matters sometimes if they say that um, and they would know the difference. Um, see, Judy, Eddie, your boys speak like small adults. Good job. You should be proud. Thank you. Judy's letting me off the hook gently. She's uh, instead of pulverizing me and telling me how I'm not saved all the time. Rolling Stones and Brown Sugar, a song that will never be performed by them again because of the woke culture. Brown Sugar. Oh, that's amazing. I didn't know that. You ever had brown sugar there, Dave? I won't ask you. Don't worry about it. Don't answer it. Dow nails it. Such a waste of time and money. Uh, let's see. Those are very racist and sexist statistics there. Uh, Carol White texts in. 350 restaurants shut down as of the end. I feel like we've been saying 350 restaurants for like the last two years. Didn't, didn't we start out by shutting down 350 restaurants, Dave? How many? 350. Are you listening? Yeah, but I get confused, man. I, well, stay with it. Day. Stay with it. Stay with it. Stay with it. This is when I rattle off text as we go through this, you just try to stay on top because you know I'm moving from text to text. You, you're on top of it now, right? I mean, nobody else does a show like that where we're reading off actual input and the people who text in are, you know, completely true. You know, Eddie, I just heard you talking about advertising. I'm still interested. Oh, okay. That's cool. Joshua, roaches won't survive me, bro. Oh, he's a he's a pest control guy. I feel so bad for the homeless of Albuquerque. Did you hear my story about the homeless there, Dave? That was that was tough. Sorry. I did, and I and I did uh, I did I did uh, date a couple of uh, women of the darker persuasion. Did you really? Do they like you? 
Yeah, they like me. No, like oh, come on. Are you, you're like the the huh? white guy and uh, you're like and the then, white, white guy on on Napoleon Dynamite, right? Where she comes in on I, a bus and then picks you up and is that, is that you? Yeah, that's how it went down. <laughs> no, I, 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 I grew up. I grew up in the projects, man. Did from you the really? time that I was like, yeah, from the time that I was like eighteen months old till the time I was like five, I was in the hood, oh, man, in the projects. That's good. Well, is that yeah. the only place you can find girls of black persuasion? Is that what, are you suggesting something racist? No, I found them. Oh. Well, of course, I'm suggesting something racist, but no, I found those black girls. <laughs> I found the black girls in college, man. Where else do you find black girls? Uh, no, generally not in college. Um, uh, can, hey, don't be racist. I'm don't not. Racist, I'm just telling man. you. I know statistics. I mean, and uh, that's a strength of mine. So I happen to know uh, where. I think I think you're stereotyping, man. Wow, that's rude. That is so rude for you to just be candy hey, and serious racist. I can't be racist. Getting, I'm brown. You're white. You can be yeah. racist all day long. I cannot be. Yeah, but I was I was born a poor black child though, dude. So. <laughs> I was. Uh, what was that Richard Pryor movie? Uh, I was watching Richard Pryor last night on Johnny Carson. Oh my gosh, I was laughing so hard. Richard oh, Pryor. Uh, no, 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 no. I think it was called Bustin' Loose. Bustin' Loose, Richard Pryor. Oh, yeah, I never, I, never, I never saw that one. What's wrong? Are you racist? You don't like watching black comedians? I already, I, already, I, already told you, I already told you I'm racist, racist, but that's not why I didn't see it. <laughs> oh, so you'll see black people in movies, but why didn't you see it? You couldn't afford it? You were in the project. Yeah, I was in the, I was in the hood, man. I had higher priorities, man. I needed something to... Uh, Diapers. You know, yeah. Okay, So All right, there you go. Keep up. Something crazy, Eddie. I had to go out 98th and Sage on Friday, bro. Hundreds of foods trucks out there, all cash, all full patrons. Underground economy, mostly Mexican trucks. Yep. Feed you the. He gets the bad taco. You ever had the bad tacos? You ever had Montezuma's Revenge? You ever? Uh, you ever? They I, do they let you in Mexico as racist as you are? Why? Well, yeah, excuse me, I was thrown by the word by the phrase bad tacos. So. Um, <laughs> You're uh, please, food, do right? not do stop 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 okay. we're not gonna, well, you got to know where the you know so you got to know where funny is and then you got to know where you cross the line because we have to remember audience that johnny was good at this so you got to know like how far to push that's, and sometimes that's, that's why that's why i was holding my tongue that's no why you didn't though you like even inventing no no oh, once oh, you hatch oh. it once you hatch it then it's the same as if you said which is why you can't commit all the way through watch comedians when they do this stuff they never follow through on the commitment it's like it's almost there and the laugh happens because it's everybody's next logical step and johnny just stares into the camera or it's right. in, it's intended right you know you can kind of I, catch I, you, you know what I, i'm saying I, I can i can picture i can picture it i can picture it yeah oh, I've he's, seen the, that. he's yeah. the best he's the best he's the best i love i love johnny here's johnny all right lots of broken dreams on central yes there yes there are my kids are coming in they see that it's seven o'clock and I'm still on the phone with uh, you. Uh, <clears throat> we're going to end on a happy note. Uh, Dave, I just want to let you know that I'm always thinking about you, but don't say anything after that. Aloha, Bobby and Rosie. The movie where I first heard was Benny and the Jets. There you go. So um, there you go. Um, yes, I will get that out and we'll leave it right there. Uh, any final words here on this uh, Easter uh, weekend? Will you be listening to Clyde Lewis all night long and waiting for the world end? Uh, what will we be doing there, Dave? Hi. I, I will be uh, talking on, oh, here's a quote. Here's a quote from uh, Clyde Lewis and uh, through his producer uh, last night, as a matter of fact. Oh, wow. And that is, and that is that. We missed uh, it. We missed uh, it because uh, the new switchover on the programming uh, is on the wrong receiver. So I'm very angry about that. Very angry. 
Yeah, no, he said, he said, uh, oh, sorry, we didn't get to your call. They had a guest. We didn't, sorry, we didn't get to your call. We, 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 we love having you on because you're so articulate. And I said, oh, so I'm so articulate for a white man, huh? Is that what you're saying? Oh, wow. How'd that go over? Yeah. They're kind of woke up there. Yeah. He you know, up. Clyde's a good guy. We share the same birthday and uh, he's a good man. So, um, but, uh, we're so much alike that I cannot speak to him. We got into a fight in the first year and I kept his program, but I've never spoke to it. Spoken to him since. I had, he had me on his. Oh, really? uh, yeah, he had me on his uh, program the first year I had him. Hey, we yeah. about, I forget what we were talking about. I think it was either something regarding Dulce or I don't know. It was Midnight Radio and it was really good. But yep, I, uh, I, I he got too emotional for me, you know. Yeah, yeah, well, Clyde, he and I got in a big fight too. For he, he had me on his after program. I, I took him to task on his on his uh, over the air program. So then he kept me. He held held the call over to his after program, and then he let me have it. And uh, uh, I let him have it. I let, uh, yeah, I let him have it back. And then after that, we were friends. <laughs> oh, Dave, oh, you, know, you live hey, in a. Ra- hey, you, I got what? I got to hit the hit the. I got to hit Ben Ben Shapiro. He's got the, yeah, okay. pa- Passover's coming. I. He's definitely not running Friday, as you know. He's a Passover, so I'm sure somebody's going to be sitting in for him. Um, you know, he wears the yarmulke. Did you know that? Did you know Ben wears the yarmulke? I didn't know he wore it, but I knew he, he had wears it. it. Look, it look closely; it matches his hair. I don't think I've ever seen him live. I just hear him on the radio. Oh, well, go look him up uh, if you can. You're you're not blind, right? Uh, not not anymore. Oh, okay, just want to make sure because I do have a lot of blind listeners and. They are highly dependent upon the radio station. It's something I've never asked you before. So, um, you know, I've got a guy who just literally calls me at three thirty in the morning, like it's three in the afternoon, and will tell me that the station's off. <laughs> ah, Dave. Dave, I appreciate you. Good All to right. have friends. Yeah. Well, look, go give uh, somebody a hard time. I appreciate you. We'll see you bright and early, four p.m. tomorrow here in the Kiva AM six hundred KIVABQ.FM, RockofTalk.com.
Usually when things has gone this far, people tend to disappear. No one will surprise me unless you do. I can tell there's something going on. Hours seems to disappear. Everyone is leaving. I'm still with you. It doesn't matter what we do, where we are going to. We can stick around and see this night through. And we don't care about the young folks talking about the young stars. And we don't care about the old folks talking about the old statues. And we don't care about the old folks talking about the young stars. All we care about is talking. Talking on me and you, and we don't care about the young folks. Talking about the young stuff, and we don't care about the old folks. Talking about the old statues, and we don't care about the young folks. Talking about the young stuff. All we care about is talking. Talking on me and you. Talking on me and you. Talking on me and you. Thank you.